0: Two guys were talking about fishing. One guy says to the other, I am never taking my wife fishing with me again, ever. That bad, huh? His buddy said. She did everything wrong. Everything. She talked too much, made the boat rock constantly, tried to stand up in the boat, baited the hook wrong, used the wrong lures. And the worst thing was she caught more fish than me. You're listening to the Smackdown Outdoors Podcast. What's up, everybody? How you doing? Smackdown Outdoors Podcast. I'm the host, Doug Glimmerveen. Just an idiot with a microphone, a camera, and a dream. And on today's episode, we've got Mr. Brad Johnson of Johnson Outdoors. He is a fishing guide and a tournament fisherman. He uh, guides out of Lake of the Woods, and he fishes the NWT, the National Walleye Tournament, the Cabela's National Walleye Tournament. I know so many people that fish that tournament series. Yep, they're all better fishermen than me. Well, most of them. There's one or two I might be able to fish out of. And if you're one of those wondering if you're that guy or not, guess what? You're right. Anyway. Um, <laughs> no, pretty much everybody that fishes that tournament series is way better than I am. Uh, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Um, I'm just a normal dude, and they are all way better than I am. So uh, let's see. So, yeah, we got Brad on. Basically, we just talk fishing and just kind of some other, you know, here's and there's and whatnots. Um, he, uh, like I said, he's out of Lake of the Woods. So he tells us, gives us a little bit of tips and whatnot about fishing that body of water. And we touch on some other things. Nothing really, uh, really uh, crazy. You know, nothing controversial. No malax talk anymore. I'm kind of done and Done with that. Um, the Wright County thing that right now is not back on yet, but apparently St. Paul's getting involved and they're basically forcing the DNR into passing that. Um, Are moving forward with that if the bill that that amendment is connected to. So contact your legislatures and whatnot and tell them you don't want it. Or I guess if you want it, well, don't tell them that either. Anyway, um, let's see what else we got. Share, like and subscribe. Head over to that YouTube page and hit subscribe and that bell That'll give you notifications when we post something because it's fishing season. So we're going to start putting up some videos uh, of our my fishing trips and tips and stuff like that, too. So in Facebook, we started doing some different um, uh, updates from around the country. We got uh, Matt Lieben from Ohio doing some fishing updates. And Kurt, I believe his last name is Quisinal. I think that's how you're sp- I think that's how we say his last name. If not, uh, he's from Lake of the Woods area. He's gonna, he's doing some um, some updates there, too. Uh, just kind of whenever they can send him in. And if you are a guide or tournament fisherman and you want to send in some, some fishing updates and whatnot and promote your guiding service, hey contact me we'll put them up on the facebook page so there you go uh head over to the facebook page speaking of that go to that top pinned post i am raising money for the minnesota adult and teen challenge they help people get off of drugs and alcohol and save some lives and i'm fishing in the uh adult and teen challenge fishing challenge they call it it's a tournament on june 1st so i'm raising money for there um so head on over to that top pinned post hit that uh that link and go go donate some money a dollar million dollars doesn't really matter just uh help out if you could um what else we got going on here oh oh what am i talking about here it's fishing opener in a few days how about that Woo! we got the minnesota fishing opener in well today is monday so tuesday wednesday thursday friday five days from now i can count yay So that's pretty cool. I don't know if I'm going to go fishing for walleyes or if I'm going to avoid it like the plague like I've done the past few years and gone gone fishing for bass. Yeah, I don't know yet. It's going to be kind of a last-minute game-time decision. So who knows? I don't know. doesn't really matter. All right. So I guess without further ado... Let's get on with the episode and meet uh, Brad Johnson of Johnson Outdoors. Um, I think we talk about where to contact him in the episode. If not, um, just uh, hit us up and let us know and we'll get you in contact with him. But a really nice guy. And the funny thing is, is I had no idea I had a connection with him before this. He apparently was the hockey coach for uh, high school I went to and one of my buddies played hockey there. So that was kind of funny. So anyway, all right, everybody. So now, without further ado, Mr. Brad Johnson. Brad Johnson is with us today, everybody. Local guide. Where do you guide anyway? Mostly out of Lake of the Woods. Okay, I've been get up this there. a little closer and make sure this is your thing here, so you okay. can adjust how much you can hear and whatnot. Just as long as you can hear, fine. okay, yeah. you can hear yourself. I can hear myself. Perfect. Yeah. All right. So where do you where do you guide? Well, I live up in Lake of the Woods in the summer. I oh poor baby. I know it sucks. Well, wait a minute. Now I have a connection. Yes, you do. Nice. Uh, been fishing there for 47 years. My dad was born and raised in Badette and uh, spent my summers up there. My grandparents retired up there, so I had both my grandparents up there from mom and dad. And uh, spent all our summers up there. And nice. uh, nine years ago, I bought a trailer in the Lake of the Woods campground. And I thought to myself, why not get my captain's license and uh, start guiding? Cool. So I work sometimes for some of the resorts if they need a... A charter driver. Otherwise, I run my own business. I've got two trailers in the campground, and uh, love to go fish. Perfect, can't nice. be fishing like the woods. Cool. Well, let's um, before we get too deep into that, let's go over to the Minnesota Fishing Museum and Hall of Fame in Little Falls, and let's congratulate Mister Andy Anderson for uh, getting a Minnesota Master Angler Award because on April 9th, two thousand seven. He caught by, by sport fishing method from Minnesota waters a zero inches. <laughs> he didn't put a put a length on it, but it was a four-pound, seven-ounce red horse, a silver variety, and is hereby recognized as, as an official Minnesota Master Angler. He is from Wabashaw, or he caught it in Wabashaw County on the Zumbro River. And he's from Rochester. And he did harvest it. Who knows if he smoked it or turned it into fertilizer? Who cares? Either way, uh, Tyler Holm was his witness also from Rochester. So that's a good red horse. That's a big red horse. Yeah. Hmm. I'll have to compare that picture to the one one or two that I caught a couple years ago. I don't think mine was quite that big, though. I can honestly say I've never caught a red horse. Really? No. Hmm. Well, I do know a spot, so maybe I can take the guide out and we can uh, get you (laughs) on some red horse. There you go. So... So congratulations, Andy Anderson, on that uh, nice-sized silver red horse. All right. Now, a little bit of news. There was a bear shot in North St. Paul. Uh, the DNR uh, DNR conservation officer um, had to shoot it because it was running around North St. Paul. It was about a 2-year-old, they're thinking, 110 to 120 pounds. And they uh, will process and the meat will be distributed two people in need of food so that's good correct me if i'm wrong isn't Mm -hmm. north st paul's mascot the polars um it is well there's the white white bear has a a polar bear north st paul Polars. is it really yes it is (laughs) so maybe they're like well we don't want any rivals here polar bears rival i don't know (laughs) that's funny intern tony checking in what up intern tony Hey, what are you doing? You should be here running all this equipment fail. Um, And let's go to North Dakota for a little bit of news uh, on bighorn sheep. The population is up from last year. uh, Looks about 7% up from 2017. So that's good. Eh, We're not going to really get into all that stuff, but hey, whatever. If you guys on Facebook... If you guys got any questions, fishing, hunting, outdoors, whatever, let's hear them. We'll be paying attention on the computer for any questions. So we got Tony. Is it Thiessen? Thiessing? Or is it Tysing, Tony? I don't know. Fixing air conditioners. Tony, don't give us that excuse. You could be here. Speaking of North Dakota. Yeah. How about the new state record walleye? Uh, The new state record walleye that's... Maybe not a record. Was it hooked legal or was it not? I don't know. I don't either. And apparently... Well, here's the thing. So there's... Did you see the video? I have seen the video. Okay. So the video, for those people that are listening, there's a video out there where there's a guy with the net and a big-ass walleye in it, and you can clearly see the hook in its back. Correct. And he pulls the hook out of the back. I've had fish, fish spit hooks in the nets all the time. It happens. So, okay... We get it. That's cool. But when did it actually spit the hook or was it caught? Was it not a DNR agent or an officer that netted it for him? I don't know. I thought well, it no. was. Well, I think it was just some dude in a camo okay. jacket. Oh. And what the only the only reason why like I'm, I'm really kind of, I don't want to say leaning, but I'm, I'm starting to become a little more suspect is that I saw somebody posted um, uh, a statement from that guy on Facebook about that video. And it said something along the lines of, I'm not sure if that was my fish or if I snagged it or not. Huh. Now the <clears throat> guy that had it in the that was netting the fish and took the hook out has the same exact jacket as a picture I saw him with that guy ah, with the fish. Okay. I don't know. I I'm also not... heard that it had a lot of lines wrapped <clears throat> around too, so I don't know. Yeah. It could have. Well, I mean, it could have rolled. and They're fishing elbow to elbow in the river yeah. there. So it's, but irregardless, it's a giant fish. Yeah. I mean, I, oh, it's freaking huge. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it would be the the uh, uh, state record here or not. I can't remember. I can't remember off the top of my head either. My phone is currently busy. Otherwise I could tell. Because <laughs> I actually took a picture of it the other day when I was at the uh, uh, museum. Um uh, Little Falls. Yeah. Yeah. Minnesota Fishing Museum and Hall of Fame. Um, And they have all the different records up and whatnot. The current Minnesota state record is 17.8 pounds. Okay. So that would not have beaten it. Measured 35.8 inches. Gotcha. Caught in 1979. 35-inch walleye. (laughs) 35-inch walleye. Jesus. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's a big fish. That's a huge fish. Thirty-five. The biggest I've caught is twenty-seven and three-quarter, so another eight inches. I've cracked the thirty, but Ooh. nothing bigger. Yeah, just no. thirty on the nuts. thirty on the nuts. Nice. Yeah. Of course, that's that's a big fish. That's a it was a huge fish. What well, that thing weigh like twelve? I never weighed did really it. Didn't no. Nope. Oh, okay. We just caught release. No. Uh, what are you doing? Nothing. Just catching and release. Thirty-inch fish. You know, no yeah. big deal. No biggie. Meanwhile, me, I'm like thirty inches. That thing's on the wall. <laughs> It was at least spring. my first one. Well, it my was opening one. weekend four years ago. Yeah, right in the Rainy River, and it was beat up. It was white. It had spawned out, and uh, oh, so it, it was yeah. It was okay. a skinny little missile, yeah. but it still fought, so yeah. it was fun. Oh well, it's a thirty-inch fish. It's well, going to yeah. fight. The tail still. The tail doesn't shrink. No, the head doesn't shrink. No, it was it was Just a fun fish. Yeah. But I've got to get one bigger than my mother-in-law. Hmm. My mother-in-law caught a thirty-one-inch walleye in Lake of the Woods. No oh, really? <laughs> Never walleye fished before in her life. Of, well, of course not. No. No. Why would she? And she didn't and want then, to keep it. Yeah. Oh, really? Her My father-in-law wanted to eat it. <laughs> how, how many years ago was that? Uh, that was about five or six years ago. Oh, okay. So it wasn't like 30 years ago when they eat no. everything. Okay. No, it was the summer okay. that it was so hot up there and there was dead fish floating all summer long. Unfortunately, because people don't understand that you can't have a fish out of the water that long. It's right. Take a picture, let it go. Yeah. Or harvest it. Yeah. And she said, no, I'm not going to mount it. I said, Well, I am. So <laughs> perfect. Yeah. So, anybody watching, can you hear us okay? I'm running a new microphone to my phone and everything. So, just let us know, yes or no. Thanks. Anywho, we're doing, for all you guys listening to this, we're uh, doing a Facebook Live thing. So, there's all sorts of stuff going on. I don't know. I get bored and I'm like, Let's do this. <laughs> and then let's try this. And then let's try this. So, anywho, so. You guide Lake of the Woods, and you tournament fish. Yes. What do you want to talk about first? I'm leaving Sunday for Winnebago. Nice. NWT. NWT. I'll co-angle out there for the second time. Uh, I'm excited. I love Winnebago. It's such a diverse lake. I mean, you can catch them virtually any way you want. Last year was the first time in my life I ever pulled flies. And I honestly thought the guy was joking. And it was a four-inch hair fly and a... two ounce sinker like your like most guys would uh uh, drop shot. Okay. And we're fishing eighteen to twenty feet of water and just bouncing that fly. It was either aggressive or not aggressive. And it was really interesting. I'd never experienced anything like that before. Um the fish don't actually hit it. They actually pin the the fly to the mud. And uh then they that's how they eat it. And uh it was a lot of fun. So now I'm gonna try that up on the Rainy River. Because if it works in one river, I think it'll work in another river. Well, that's you know that's the kind of the neat thing about you know fishing different places. You learn these different methods. Absolutely. You know, like Minnesota, how many guys do you see dragging boards that do not fish like big tournaments? Nobody. Nobody. Yeah. And they use the excuse, well, I can only use one rod anyway. Yeah. Right. But there's other reasons. Clear water, you can get it further away from, further the, boat. Away from the boat. Shallow, further away from the boat. Malax, big. You know, Lake of the Woods, big. Bodies of water. Get them away, cover more water. So, yeah, going to different bodies of water, especially in different regions. Yes. It's crazy because there's so many different things that you can do to catch fish. I had never pulled boards in my life until last year. Mm -hmm. And I never had a reason to. We were always four people in a boat. Well, this guy's shallow or this guy's got a heavier weight on and those guys are long lining. Mm -hmm. Now that's all I do when I have three people in the boat and we're fishing four lines. I can run two boards off of both sides. Right and nobody's getting tangled, and it works great with crankbaits. I can live bait them, and I just get the bottom, get down yeah. to the bottom, and it's a lot more fun. Yeah, well, and well, when you're pulling boards, it's also if there's not a lot going on, you still have to watch the boards. Right. You know, and all of a sudden you'll have one kind of tick down or whatever, the flag goes down if you're using a tattle flag right. or whatever. So bring that one in and check that one and put it back out, and it keeps people busy when it's, you know, fishing slow. We started pulling cr- uh downriggers about i did on my boat about seven years ago and that was really interesting to switch over from our traditional way of we always would use live bait Mm -hmm. whether it's a leech or a minnow or a a crawler to pulling crankbaits in the summer when it gets you know water temperatures up in the 70s and the fish are deep and they're not very active um downriggers were the way to go Mm -hmm. we run them on all the launches in the summer uh So we integrated that door to other boats, but I'd much prefer to pull lead core or use boards and the 50 plus two method through Northland or, uh, yeah. So that was something that I'd never done before last year. So it's, it really allowed me to expand my fishing arsenal versus just the traditional jigging in the spring and pulling live bait all summer. So I feel it's helped me become a better fisherman overall. Yeah, Well, and that goes, you know, tournament fishing, you have, to, you'll, you'll learn all these methods just by having to, you know, absolutely, you know, and watching other guys. Hey, what were you doing? Well, we were dragging leg, if, if, if they're, tell you. if they're telling right. you, yeah, you know, but uh, yeah, I mean, lead, I love leg core because it's easy. Yeah, The only problem is it doesn't get it down fast. So if you're really on a good pot of fish and you want to get it down right. fast, it doesn't, that doesn't quite help. But like the tadpoles from offshore, um, <clears throat> you don't have to put as much line down. That's a whole other thing. Have you seen those? Oh, absolutely. Okay, yeah. Those are cool because they shoot down faster. It's almost like, uh, uh, what you were saying earlier? Down, downriggers. Downriggers, yeah. yeah. It's kind of like a downrigger, yeah. but just with a rod and reel. So. I've actually experimented with 3-ounce uh, weights and not going 50 yards or 50 feet of mm-hmm. line. I'll only let 20 feet out, put a 3-ounce weight down, and once it hits, then I'll let out another, say, 50 feet and I know that weight is gonna be on the bottom. Mm-hmm. If I can control my speed around the one five to two zero and that works just like a downrigger too. Yeah. Yeah. So it's very versatile. Yeah. Well I mean, it's just those little things, learning, you know, fishing the NWTs, fishing the tournaments that That's you absolutely. learn to expand your arsenal. Yes. You know, like me. I, I I had to learn lead core and rigging and you know, all the different styles of fishing and now not that i'm fishing tournaments but i'm pretty confident that if i go up to mille Lacs or leech lake or minnetonka yeah i could probably catch some fish if i find them yeah you know just don't tell my wife because every time i learn something new i gotta go out and buy another
1: thousand dollars <laughs> yeah. worth of equipment
0: <laughs> yes hopefully she didn't see that because i know she's watching is she watching right i now? think so i don't know who's all watching let's see scott mo joined we had three people watching i don't know who's all watching if you guys got any questions, let's hear them. Let me, let me put this in a comment in the comments here. Uh, let's hear some questions there. Anywho, what's the, what's kind of the uh, method that is different that you never would have really fished before or even thought of fishing. Before? Planar boards, planner boards. Yeah. And that I absolutely love them now. Um, they're so easy to do i mean once you figure out how to release them and mm-hmm. keep the the line taut so there's no slack in it so the fish won't kick when him. you're bringing the board in right. the guy's reeling up you get the board in your hand yeah don't just let it you know bang bow whip or whatever right. they, you know yeah um release you know reel up to the guy's hand release yeah. it in a nice straight line yeah yeah it's <clears throat> it's to me it's like I said, changed the whole way I can fish. I mean, mm-hmm. it's given me that much more confidence when I get a group of three people in my boat. Ideally, if I had my choice, I'd like to jig. That's my favorite method of fishing. Um, but pulling crankbaits is a close second. Yeah, I just I feel like you get bigger fish sometimes on the bigger crankbaits. In the fall, yes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, on well, planer boards, you can drag just about anything you want behind them. Yes, you can. Yeah. You know, yesterday I was on Medicine Lake and I was crappie fishing i had my ultralight pole i mean seven foot long ultralight you can tie the thing in a pretzel knot and i had the the new offshore uh you know or 38 mini crappie board with the float on it and i just had a 30 second ounce i'm just pimping all my companies here 30 second ounce northland tackle rz with a northland tackle swimming grub and uh i just had that behind there, I don't know, twenty feet or whatever, and I was in the sh- you know up shallows, and I was going one mile an hour with my my uh, Minn Kota All Tracks in my Crestliner Pro Tiller sixteen fifty that I bought at Ray Sport and Marine in Grand Rapids, <laughs> <laughs> and then I took a left and another left, and this is NASCAR podcast people, but anyway, no, yeah, it was just kind of cool because it's you know you're just it did I can now fish crappies with a jig, and now that the Precision Trolling app, I have no affiliation. Has those jigs in it? Yes. Just a thirty-second ounce. I think they might have a sixteen-ounce too. Sixteenth ounce too. Yeah. And they've actually got it set up with a, tw- you know, the grub style bait. Right. And it tells you how fast and how, how far back and all that stuff. So, yeah, fishing planer is awesome because you can fish so many different ways. And the the you mentioned that app, the precision trolling app. Yes. That is just absolutely incredible. Yes. I immediately spent hundred dollars for the lifetime. Oh, it's so weird because you get all the updates all the time. Yeah, and the updates they did this year was lights out. With the jig. and jigs, the new crankbaits, Mm -hmm. the different speeds. Yes. I mean, it's just. Different speeds, different lines, different. uh, They've got offshore, speaking offshore, they've got the the tadpoles. They've got the snap weights on there. They've got all the different stuff on there. But, yeah, I actually went through yesterday um, when I was bored at work. And, I mean, while I was. Hard working boss um, <clears throat> on my lunch break. But uh, I was going through and I was favoriting all the different baits that I have. And it's like my it's funny because like my my favorites on there. Break. Oh, are we doing Facebook Live on yours, too? Uh, or oh, are you wife, watching this one here? My wife just uh, joined. So. Oh, did she? Oh, hi, wife. Hi, Ann. She's at a watch hi, party. So. Yeah. Nice. She's having a watch party. That's what she posted on Facebook. So. Oh, cool. All right. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. But so I went through and I hit all the favorites, all the baits that yeah. I could remember that I have. And <laughs> it's almost the full catalog. I'm like, yeah. this is so sad. <laughs> but, yeah, no, that's a great app because you can use that in conjunction with your planer boards and your line counters. And you can put any damn near any bait right where those fish are going to be. And that's that's one of the best things you can do. I mean, mm-hmm. if you know where those fish are at and you can get down to the depth that they're at, it's going to increase your, your hook sets tenfold. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Number one thing in fishing, getting bait in front of a fish's face right. for as long as possible. You know, everybody focuses on colors and size and this and that and the other. That's cool. Yeah. But figure out where they are and how to get whatever bait you're using in that strike zone. And that's the new graphs that have, have been coming out from the Garmin's oh, to the Lowrance to Hummingbird. I don't care what you use. Yep. You're a Hummingbird guy. I'm a Lowrance guy. I know people that, are, that run both of them in their boat. Oh, yeah. And it's somebody I know. He's got a Bird, a Lawrence, and a Garmin. Oh yeah, he's like I just wanted all three because you never know what you're gonna see on those three grad because they're so different. Absolutely, but I mean with the live, Lawrence is at the live now. Yep. Garmin's got the pan optics, and Hummingbird came out with mega, mega imaging. Yep. Yeah, it's that is so the after messing around with that yesterday, I was like, oh my god. Yeah, no. once I get it dialed into when I'm used to it, and you know. Because no matter what brand you use, depending on your situation, you have to mess with the settings a little yeah. bit. You know, if it's mud or rocks or you know, this or that and the other depths, you know, you mess with the, you know, you adjust the settings a little bit here and there. But, yeah, after you get it dialed in, it's like, oh, yeah, there's a leaf on the bottom. Yeah. You know, oh, there's a stick. And I, you can almost Lord. make out the species of fish now. Oh, you can. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, you can. Well, the picture, well, especially the big ones. I mean, bro's doll two years ago yeah. up on up on rainy with that sturgeon. Oh yeah and it's like, oh yeah, that's definitely a sturgeon. <laughs> that's definitely a sturgeon. Actually let's um, for those people that don't know side imaging and how to determine what a fi- if it's a fish or, or you know how to find fish when you're looking at your screen, what you're looking for is you're not looking for a fish. You'll see a little white dot or a white sliver or whatever. What you're really looking for, though, don't look for that, look for the shadows shadows. You'll be going along and you'll see a the shadow, a black spot. And then if you look, depending on, let's say if you're looking at the screen and you look on the right side. OK, so you're looking off the right side of your boat. You see a, a shadow and then look to the left of that shadow. And then you'll see, is it a white dot or is it a depression? Right. Because if you go by like crappie beds and panfish beds, it'll just be a bunch of black dots. Well, apparently with the new mega, you can literally see the fish in those beds sometimes if they're still there. So probably can't on on Lorance too, but I've not had the chance to look at the new Lorance live yet. Yeah. But I know on the HDS, the carbons, mm-hmm. that you can you can make out fish and not quite as good as the panoptics or uh like the, your hummingbirds yet, yep. but it'll be interesting to get a look at that this week. Yeah, it's the technology basically fish stand no chance. Yes. If you know what you're doing, fish do not stand a chance. No. And we've talked about it before on the show. That's why the limits that we have on fish these days, we need to lower them. I agree. All of them. I agree. Walleye, in my opinion, really shouldn't be any more than two per person. No. How many fish do you want to eat in a day? And if you want to feed your family, take your family fishing. There you go. Hey, just a thought. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just a thought. Yeah, <laughs> two fish. I mean, there's been days up on Lake of the Woods where we're, we're catching 100 fish a day, mm-hmm. but we're just keeping what we're going to eat. Well, yeah. What's, I mean, I'm not going to go out and catch six walleyes no. and then go back out and catch six walleyes. No. Because there's also possession limits. Correct. So if you go out and you keep just enough for a meal, guess what? You can go back out and catch more fish. And that's but, one of the hardest things as a guide in Minnesota, when people come and fish with you from other states, mm-hmm. they don't understand Minnesota's possession and daily limit. They think if they go out and they catch six fish they can go out the next day and catch six, six fish. Well, if they're going to eat those six fish every night, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But if you want to take some home with you, eat some that first night. And then you can take What it. is the – I never keep fish, so I never really pay attention sure. to limits or slots. What is the possession limit for a walleye? And like possession. in the woods, you're yeah. allowed four walleyes. Yeah. You can possess six fish, walleye-sauger combination, but no more than four walleyes. So a lot of times what I'll do is I'll just keep saugers. because they taste the same. They're a little bit smaller. And I like to let walleyes go because I want to catch them again and again. And so do other people. Yeah. I know that's the daily limit. Is that the possession limit too? You're only allowed your daily possession. Daily limit in possession. Okay. So you go out and you catch a limit of fish. Yep. You have to eat them that day. Correct. Or before you go back out the next time and you have more fish in your live well. Right. You can go fishing the next day. You just can't keep it in there. Okay. I wasn't sure if it was like... You know, one days or two days. Years ago, it used to be uh, you are allowed your day limit and then two limits in possession. Mm-hmm. But that's since changed. I forget how many years ago it was, but it's been the same for the last 15 years that I can remember. Yeah. So really, if you think about it, if you get a guy that goes, yeah, I'm going to go fill my freezer full of fish, you know, and he's probably breaking the law (laughs) next time you bring full fish home it just yeah and we've talked about the whole fill in your freezer you know whether it's hunting or fishing on the show (sighs) you know hunting is one thing because you've only you know deer hunting you only get one chance right you know you shoot a deer okay cool and you're probably not going back out anyway but fishing you don't need to fill your freezer full of fish they're not going anywhere no And you literally can't fill your freezer full of fish unless you get your limit of walleyes, crappies, blue—well, crappies, panfish, we'll say. Panfish. Yeah, pike, bass, all that stuff. you bass fish at all? I used to. Okay. I love the smallmouth bass fish. Oh, those are so much fun. I had a trip last year with Scott Moe up on Lake Mille Lacs. Mm -hmm. I've never caught so many big smallmouths in my life. We were catching on average 21 to 22-inch smallmouths. It's it's so— just ridiculous it was there. the first week yeah. in october and it was just a blast yeah you didn't know if you're gonna catch a well, We ended up catching a 28 inch walleye at the same time but it was a walleye it was a smallie yeah and it was just incredible i've got pictures upon pictures of them <laughs> yeah it's a good bass fishery yeah, and there's no doubt about it phenomenal so but wh- i grew up fishing lake minnetonka bass fishing tournaments in the the old denny super 30 oh yeah uh denny greens tournament when walleye fishing kind of died in lake of the woods so i was 2002, 2003, somewhere around there. And uh, once I got back into walleye fishing, it was bass fishing. What's that? <laughs> you're one of those guys. Oh, oh no, I don't know what a bam. Um, no, green carp. I'll catch anything to be honest. Yeah. Um, I, I don't mind catching pike. But you're good at catching walleye, so I can well, yeah. catch, catch walleye. Why not? Right. Yeah. What up, Sean? Hi, Lanky. What's going on? how are you anybody watching there on facebook if you got any questions for us uh let us know i keep looking at the camera when i should be looking at the phone uh fishing hunting guiding he's a guide he's a tournament angler what else do you do i hunt you hunt what do you hunt deer deer and birds what kind of birds pheasant and grouse no like waterfall no i actually belong to delta waterfall and st michael okay but i'm not a big duck hunter um you don't like getting wet, do you? No, <laughs> wet you know, and cold. No. I hate it. I'm reaching the point too where I tell my buddy, I'm like, "You got it till I'm 40," which I'm 37 now. <laughs> thir- turn 38 in July. I go, "You got it till I'm 40." Once I turn 40, I'm walking out. Yeah. I'm shooting ducks from where I can get, and that's it. I'm not setting out decoys, nothing. Yeah. So, Chad McDonald says, uh, "People down here eat large like it's candy." Never heard of people eating them in Minnesota. What's your take on that? Um, as far I mean. I personally don't eat a lot of fish, mainly because my wife doesn't eat fish. And by the time I get home, most of the times it's late and I don't want to clean them. And I'm a fresh, eat, fresh fish eater. I don't like freezing them. Um, if you have a license and you can take a limit of fish, I can't tell you not to take a limit of fish. I don't care what you eat. If you want to eat a large mouth, that's fine. If you want to eat a bass that's, or a small mouth, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> the DNR allows you to take fish. Yes. For a reason. Okay. We don't need, and I don't, I'm going to get hate mail on this one, but if they want to keep a limit of smallmouths and go home and eat them, I can't tell them no. No. I would say selectively harvest. But then again, when it comes to fish, it we've talked about with the malax thing and the walleyes, fish don't lay down big fish genes. No. Okay. So at what point do you go, okay, this big one. I should take it out of the system, just like the walleyes. Right. You know? So, I don't, I don't know. I've, I, I've never been a bass eater. No. Um, I don't eat – I wouldn't want to eat any fish in the middle of the summertime anyway. So, if you're going to eat them, cold water. Right. Early, super late. Yeah. Wintertime. Wintertime. Yeah. And I have people, friends that love bass. Yeah. But well, I think, you know, I probably wouldn't keep a smallmouth. Just because they are harder to find, they are, you know. But let's say we go out to Minnetonka and large, you know, largemouth. Sure, I'll eat a largemouth, you know, cold water. Um, one thing I think that is actually going on is the catch and release for bass these days. It's almost like have we taken that too far? Because people see somebody keeping bass, I see a and lot of people and getting hate mail. They get pissed. Yeah, it's like. Do you know how many bass are not an endangered fish? No, by no means. <laughs> by no means whatsoever. So why are we getting mad at people for keeping – I mean, it's not like you're seeing a guy filleting up five or six, you know, pounders all the time. No. It's some guy that went out, caught a bunch of 14, 15s, maybe an to 18. to feed family. <laughs> he wants to, you know, fill that freezer full of bass <laughs> and feed his family. Take your family fishing. There you go. Um, so, yeah, if he wants to bring home some bass, I don't care. No. I mean, there's so many, you know, we need to take fish out of the lake. Fish and I, reproduce. Yeah, and bass are not, like I said, they're not an endangered species. I think the biggest pe- biggest thing people see in Minnesota is with the bass, they have such a short growing period that yeah. they don't get the big bass like they want to. And right. then they see somebody harvesting a five-pounder. It's like, why are you doing that? Because it's he wants to, yeah, it's legal. It's legal. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably put her back and keep a two and a half, three yeah. pounder, maybe a three pounder. I don't know. I've never been one to bash anybody for keeping a fish. Like you said, it's yeah. they bought the license, they caught it legally. It's their fish to do what they want to. It's their deer. It's their bear. That whatever. Yeah. What's your favorite snack in the boat? Sean wants to know. Beef jerky. Beef jerky. Nice. Any specific brand, or does it just as long as it's jerky? Jerky. I. I'll throw out my favorite meat shop, Thielen's Meat. Oh, in uh, Little Falls. Little Falls, hell yeah. Dude, their brats are amazing. Their brats are amazing. Oh, their Jesus. meat's amazing. That is a good spot. I'll probably get in trouble for my friend who owns uh, the meat shop up in Monticello. But oh, Von Hanson's. Von Hansen. I met him at Fleet Farm once. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what his name was. But I was talking about bringing all our geese and stuff up there. Because, you yeah. know, we shoot a bunch of geese, and it's like, what do we do with it? And we'll just go get it ground up or whatever. He used to work at Brothers Meat in... Uh, Maple Grove, and now he works up at Br- uh, Von Hansen's, and he catered our Delta D- Waterfall uh, Banquet. Okay. And uh, my wife is actually having her 50th birthday party this summer, and he's going to cater that for us. But mm-hmm. Thielen's, I I love their bacon. I love their brats. I love everything about it, and it's right on my way up to Lake of the Woods. Yep. So it's always a stop for yep. me. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Chili cheese Fritos. <laughs> no, nah, that's a good one. As long as there's no bananas in the boat. Well, no nope. <laughs> I wish my buddy Evan was – Evan Rosemore, he doesn't care about the bananas thing. <laughs> he doesn't care. He actually – he just went over to Milwaukee yeah. to go fish out there for trout, and he had bananas with him, and they're catching trout. Oh, sure. Yeah. Well, now, Chili Cheese Fritos uh, is actually kind of an inside joke between me, him, and intern Tony. Okay. In the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. That's – well, there's, there's we're <laughs> one of Lanky's episodes. We're in here talking about food, and Fritos comes up. We actually call Tony – on the podcast it's called Fritos is the episode okay yeah we put in an order from Tony we call it an order <laughs> bring the chili cheese, Fritos, yeah, chili right cheese Fritos and Mountain Dew and some waters and something else I can't remember yeah. why do people not eat them as consistently up north well we kind of touched on that they're not wormier they're I mean as far as bass they're just I think people just want to get bigger bass so they get mad when somebody keeps bass I can't tell them not to I don't think I would it is what it is. Just selectively harvest, I guess. Yeah. You know, don't take a full limit every time. No, that's you know. I think a lot of times you will see people keep their full limit and then they're back out pounding the fish the next day too. Well, and that's where we go to, you know, possession limits. Right. <laughs> if you talk to people, it seems like ninety-nine percent of fishermen that keep fish pretty much are like breaking the law. Oh yeah, I'd, yeah. If you go if you go in their houses and their freezers they are probably got a limit full of fish, and then they go out and catch the same ones the next day. Yeah. So, yeah, people, remember, there's possession limits. Go to the website. Go to the book that you can pick up when you buy your license and look to Sweet. see what possession limits. Not just daily limit. Possession. That means the fish that you have in your house, in your cooler, in your truck, in your garbage cans. They'll check your garbage cans. So if you got a bunch of fish in there. I can tell you the DNR up in Lake of the Woods is very uh, diligent about checking people. They'll check charter boats. They'll mm-hmm. check private boats. They'll even go as far as driving to resorts and checking people when they're pulling their boats in. And That's good. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Absolutely. If yeah. DNR wants to come check me, come in. Come yeah. Come. Just to let you know, Minnesota DNR, you're not going to find any uh, fish that I caught or anybody else caught in my house. You might find some fish sticks by the Gordon's Fisherman, but that's about it. Yeah. (laughs) So I don't know. I keep a limit for myself and a limit for my wife, and by mid December, I'm jonesing for more fish. Yeah. But. What's up, Jeff? Yeah, Tony. Fritos, cookies, water, Mountain Dew, and Panoptics. That's all that's right. We ordered a Panoptics too. Oh, there you go. But he never brought us the Panoptics. He brought Fritos once and a Mountain Dew for me. Yeah. But no Panoptics. Tony, where's my Panoptics? Make that two, please. Two. Dose. That's one for me and one for him. Okay. Okay. Anywho, um, what were we talking about before we got on the whole bass rant? You know, I don't remember. How, how long? It's old age. My memory. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? Lake of the Woods. Let's yes. talk about Lake of the Woods and guiding. Sure. What do you got for us? What do you want to know? I don't know. I mean, I know. Well. I, I know how to fish Lake of the Woods in August. Okay. Drag big crankbaits around. Yes. Not that, not that tough. Lake of the Woods is a pretty predictable lake. Um, from opener in May through about mid-June, your best fishing is going to be on a jig and a minnow, whether it's a live minnow or a frozen shiner. I love frozen shiners. Um, it's a natural forage for the fish out there, and they go bananas over them. Once the water starts to warm and the fish are done with the post-spawn, the live bait starts playing a big game. Bleaches, crawlers, and pulling minnows. And the fish are in relatively shallow, so you're starting at about 18 to 20 feet and working your way out. Um, that'll go on till about end of July, depending on the water temps, how warm the summer gets. And then it's the crankbaits. And you can stay in relatively close in 30 feet of water. Um, but the fish do have a tendency to migrate north um, as the summer goes. And there's a lot of good fishing up around Garden Island up in the islands up there all summer long. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of structure as you farther north you go. And uh, the summertime fishing up there is really good. You get banned Garden Island um, pulling live bait all summer. And then there's You know, all the islands up in the northwest angle, musky, smallmouth bass, big pike, whatever you want. Um, As the summer starts to get later towards fall, the shiners have a tendency to migrate from up north down south, and the fish follow them. And you can literally see schools and schools of mega schools of walleye, and uh, that's when you're you're pulling your lead core. And then it kind of reverts back to you can start jigging again october into you know early november so it's kind of a cycle all Mm -hmm. year long that you can kind of follow and uh you know there's any way you want to catch fish up there you can pretty much catch them all summer any which way yeah so it you know do you want to wind plays a big factor up there too um not so much for the charter boats the big 28 foot and 30 foot Sport crafts. They right. can go. They don't. They sport. don't care. They don't care. <laughs> Six you footers, pff, please. It's yeah. a normal Tuesday. It is. <laughs> I was actually last year. I was. I did uh, the pay it forward for all the vets, where they come yeah. up for two days and they put them up and we take them out fishing and uh, the guides all donate their time. And I had a gentleman on the boat. He was in the. He was retired Coast Guard. And uh, we were heading up north on the second day, and we had some some legitimate five footers. And he looked at me, and he said, does it ever get too rough to go out? I said, well, <laughs> not really. Yeah. And I was I was a little nervous, but we made it up there, and then by the time the day got later, the winds calmed down. But, you know, in a smaller boat, the 19- to 21-foot boats, it gets a little hairy out there sometimes. Oh, it does. And, yeah. uh, you know, you always give your clients the option, you know, do you want to go out today, or can you extend your stay one more day? You know, looking at the radar and the forecast in the futures really helpful for not wanting to beat your clients up. The last thing I want to do is to go out there and have somebody turn green and not enjoy their day. Well, yeah, and then they end up, you know, not having a good time, right? And then not coming back up and they hate fishing, they um, hate me. Well, yeah, you don't get a tip. <laughs> Let's be honest. You got to put people on good trips so you make more money. Right. I mean, that's what it is. Yeah. You know, as a guide, you're not doing it for free. No. Some guys do it start out doing it cuz they love it. Right. But hell, you got to make money, so yeah, it's don't forget to tip your guides, you cheap bastards! <laughs> tip them. I was a bow fishing guide. Guess cool. what? Yeah, most of the richy Riches all stiff you. Yeah, jerks. We've had those too, but oh yeah, you know it comes with the territory. Oh yeah, it does. So yeah. you just get kind of get used to it. You do. You know. You can pretty much feel them out for the beginning if you're gonna have a good day or not. And mm-hmm. I enjoy taking kids fishing. Um, I support our military. I support our law enforcement. Any first responders, I always offer a discount for the trip um and I donate a lot of my trips to taking people fish like that fishing um, mm-hmm. you know, so it's as you can see, i'm wearing the grunt style shirts, and yeah, we both so, so <laughs> we almost we almost are matching, yeah, we've got black on our hats, we've got a grunt style shirt, mine's the beard gang shirt, yeah. Weird gang, but he's got his Johnson Outfitters shirt. He showed up, I looked at it, I go, oh, well, apparently we're like matchy-match today. And then we both have Crocs. (laughs) The camo Crocs. (laughs) Yours are like the all-terrain version, though. I like them. They are. You know, I wear Crocs all year round. In the winter, I wear the fuzzy warm ones. Are you wearing socks with them in the winter and shorts? You're that guy, aren't you? Sometimes. Jeez Louise. I don't wear shorts all the time in the winter, but... (laughs) Only when there's not a wind chill advisory. Well, yeah, I think it's down to <laughs> like 30 below, then I'll put on sweatpants or something or jeans. But yeah. no, I love my Crocs. They're comfortable. <laughs> That's funny. Hey, before I forget to do this, let people know how to get a hold of you for guiding trips. Certainly. Okay. Uh, Johnson Outfitters. You can find me on Facebook. I have a Johnson Outfitters Facebook page. And I also have my website, johnsonoutfitters24.com, where you can contact me through there. My phone number is 612-703-6947, and you can call me and book a trip, whether it's Lake of the Woods or if I'm back in the cities, I'll go to Mille Lacs, I'll go to Leech, I'll go to pretty much any lake there's walleyes in. Mm-hmm. I just love to walleye fish, but I'm up at Lake of the Woods from the list, I'll be up there from the first week in June through mid-July with trips booked on weekends, so if a midweek trip opens up or if you can get up there Monday through Thursday, I've got openings, or just give me a call. Cool. And we'll throw that. I'll make sure I get all the info from you. Yeah. We'll throw that in the show notes. Oh, boy. I'm going to try to do that more often. Um, anybody watching on Facebook still throw us some questions, blah, 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 blah. Um, do you ice fish at all? I ice fish for fun. Okay. You don't guide? No. I. Yeah. I'm too old to work the ice. Dude, that's how—I couldn't imagine being an ice fishing guide. No. Just the amount of money you got to spend. Drive a black Dodge Ram. Yes, I do. Yes, he does. That's him. That's me. You found him. You found me. You're not parked outside my house, are you, Tony? (laughs) So that's really creepy that you didn't warn me. (laughs) Just so everybody knows, don't text me right now because my phone's over there. I can't read it. Um, Yeah, dude, ice fishing guiding? Holy Christ. The amount of money you got to spend first. Oh yeah, because you got to have snowmobiles or four wheelers. Yeah, or Unless, small little Suzuki samurais with trailers you can pull people out. Yeah, or uh, you know ice castles or whatever. Yeah. Then rods, then reels, then shelters, then augers. Oh god, I couldn't imagine. And it's to me, it's a young man's game because yes. I've got friends who own a resort and Marshall works his butt off. Which resort? Lake Road Lodge. Okay. He's uh, they've got. 13 hotel rooms, 14 hotel rooms. That's Lake of the Woods, right? Correct, yep. Yep. Um He's up at the crack of dawn. He's moving houses. I think he's got close to 30 houses in his fleet. It's him and maybe two other guys to not only help maintain the Adrian's Road, but to move houses. They get calls in the middle of the night. The propane went out, what have you. I've had to make those calls. Yeah. Pull well, them in a house. Hey, the heater's not working and we're freezing our ass off. It's seven days a week. There is no days off. And it's 15 to 17 hour days sometimes Mm -hmm. and they work their tails off. And Marshall is a good friend of mine and I love going up and fishing with him because he's always on fish. He's just got that knack to find the good fish. That's that's what a good guy does, man. He does. They live, eat and breathe it. Yeah. But then I also know the guys that have a fleet of ice castles just on their own. Um, And they put them up, whether it's, you know, central Minnesota, Red Lake, Lake of the Woods, and they're, Take trying to take clients out in all those lakes, and it's man, you don't you don't have any time to to rest. Yeah. So and that's I, why this time of year they're all in Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> so like, you see all the people you know, like uh, the um, uh, the folks from Apple Oh yeah. You know, they were just down in Mexico, or, or where were they at? They were in, uh, was it Bahamas or something? They were down there. Uh, Randy uh, from uh, uh, Randy's on Mille Lacs, Yeah. He was uh, he was down in. Uh, where was he? He was like in Vegas or something. Yeah. <laughs> They're all like, "All right, we're done." Well, and that's that's what I kind of hope to do as I get older. My wife is going to retire here shortly in about four years, five years. Um, we're going to look. We're going to move up to Lake of the Woods in the summer and just relax. And I'm going to run my guide business in the summer, and then we're going to travel in the winter. And with my captain's license, I can literally, literally go down to the Gulf of Mexico oh, yeah. and still yeah. drive a boat or work on a boat within. I think it's 15 miles of the coast or the yeah. shoreline. And uh, there's there's guides that do that in like, the woods. They close up shop in the, the winter and they go down south. Apparently you're Tony's neighbor. I'm Tony's neighbor. What? You don't have to say what town you live in, but... Hmm. Well, you have to come over and introduce yourself. Your, your town starts with a P, right? No, I live in Hanover. Oh, you do? Okay, yeah. yeah. Then, yeah, you guys are neighbors. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, huh. Okay. Small world. No, I thought you said you lived. I thought it was Plymouth. No, I, I grew know. up in Plymouth. Oh, OK. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. that I had that. You and intern Tony are neighbors. I feel bad for you. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> it's a small. Oh, I'm going to get this stuck in everybody's head. It's a small world after all. Yeah. It, anyway. Yeah. That's, that's cool. Hey, how that's about that? Wow. How about that? It's like Tinder, but different. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know anything about Tinder. I think you swipe somehow to hook up with somebody. I've been happily married for 16 years. Uh, I'm married to my high school sweetheart, as they would say. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So there you go. I don't get in trouble that way. No. Yeah, I'm done. I found her the first time and I don't have to look again. There you go. Yeah. Can't go wrong. What up, Jimmy? Big Jim Chiba. Jackass. (laughs) Jackass. <laughs> Tony just called me a jackass. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Take us take the people through a day in the life of a guide. So let's say you got a trip. Okay. Uh, what time do you start? What time do you wake up? I wake up about 5 a.m. Because I want the boat cleaned, gassed, and in the water by the time the clients get down to the dock, say 7.30, 7.45. Being on the river, I want to beat the launches out. Because if you get stuck behind those launches, you're going slow through the river. Mm-hmm. So my normal day is usually— The rainy river. The rainy so, river. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah. talking Lake of the Woods, yeah. Normal day, we fish from about 8 to 4. So it's an eight-hour trip. Um, get down to the dock, do my quick little safety spiel, make sure everybody's got life jackets, their license. And I provide pop and water or Gatorades on the boat— Um, They want to bring a snack. I've got a cooler in the boat so they can have a lunch or whatever they want. And we go out and fish. Um, Even if we catch our limit prior to the eight hours being up, I'm not going to stop the boat and say, well, time's up. Got to go. We'll go maybe troll for northerns or maybe we'll troll for some smallmouth. Try something else. And there's there's. Good crappies up in the angle. If you want to get into some slab crappies, yes, I do. Thank you for offering. Yes. Um, <laughs> so we're back to the dock by four o'clock. Um, I'll clean their fish. I'll package their fish. I have a packing license, so I don't have to leave skin on them. Oh, okay. which is nice. Okay. Um, if they want to take some for supper that night, we can do one of two things: we could either go to resort and have them cook our fish for us, or we could have a shore lunch right at my trailer. I got nice a deep fryer, with potatoes, beans. Fish, mm-hmm. whatever you want, and uh, have a bonfire if we want at night. So it's it's nice to be in the campground because you got other people there. But it's, I've got a mobile home, so it's two bedrooms, full bath for them to stay in if they want to too. So
1: nice,
0: and uh, it just keeps them close to me. But if somebody wants to come up and they want to stay at a resort, that's fine too. Yeah. They can stay wherever they want. But all the resorts up there will do cook your catch. For about $9, you get your fish cooked for you, and you can order your sides and uh, have a meal. And then you can go out the next day if you want to. Because you're not over your possession, because you ate your fish the day before. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. So it's, you know, it's it's a lot of fun. I enjoy fishing, and I get more pleasure sometimes now seeing the look on other people's face when they reel in that that fish of a lifetime or mm-hmm. whether it's their first walleye or they've never caught a fish before and have no clue what they're doing. I provide all the bait and tackle and rods and reels and life jackets. And the only thing I can't provide is the fish. Yeah. I can show you where the fish are, but I can't catch them for you. You can, you know, you can lead that horse to water, but you can't, can't make it drink. drink. Yeah. You, can, you can put the bait in front of the fish, but eh. yeah. although a wise man once said the fish are always biting. You just got to figure out how to get them to do that. Absolutely. So, which is true? Yes, yeah. fish will bite every day. Yep, just got to figure out what what makes them uh, what makes them bite. I watched a little kid sit on the dock at Border View one day, and he had a bag of McDonald's because there's all McDonald's and Badette. But uh, there is, isn't there? That's yeah. for another story. Yeah. Um, he was out of minnows. He didn't have any worms or leeches, and he caught a giant walleye off the dock with a French fry from McDonald's. Just put a French fry on a hook? French fry on a plain hook. Hey, guess what I'm doing? (laughs) I'm trying that method. Yep. Where was that at? Borderview? Borderview Lodge. Do you remember which dock it was? What time of year? What day? What the weather conditions were like? No. I how deep he was that. fishing? I can't remember. <laughs> was the water up or down? Clarity? Water was Water was up. Oh, was, it a no, day, was it a day old fry? Was <laughs> it one found in the in the truck? In his dad's truck? Or was it a fresh one? <laughs> I want to know that kid's name. I got to ask him all these questions. There you go. Get him on your next podcast. <laughs> exactly. So, you're the world's famous fry fisherman. No. <laughs> yeah. No, they'll bite didn't spot anything up there. Yeah. But that's the other thing that Lake of the Woods is so different from a lot of other lakes. It's It's a very stained lake. Yep. And I was always the belief that you couldn't catch fish when it was dark up there. To me, the fish. Well, supposedly during the ice fishing season, yeah, everybody just goes back, they're done. Yeah. Like the fish turn off, supposedly. We proved that theory wrong this year. So did some other people I asked. We caught yeah. fish after nine o'clock in the night. Really? Yeah. And the funny thing about it was they weren't on the bottom. They weren't off the bottom. They were 10 feet below the surface. Maybe we should edit this out and not tell anybody this. That's hmm. no big deal. I don't want to tell everybody that. No. <laughs> so everybody's been fishing too deep, basically. That's, that's my theory. Hmm. And then all they're doing is waiting for the rattle reels, so they're probably not paying attention to their, their locators. No, we were jigging for them. We saw yeah. them come. We were watching them on the hummingbirds. What I'm saying, every, you oh, know, everybody yeah. else that doesn't catch fish after dark. right? Yeah. They're well, just waiting for the rattle reel when their bait's on the bottom. Yeah. While you guys are actually physically doing it, you see a fish come through. Yeah, we saw the fish come through, and we could see them chasing our bait up and down. And uh, I'm not sponsored by Northland, but we use those new Northland... Glow shot jigs? Glow shot, yeah. Northland fishing tackle. It's fisherman's favorite. Wait for it. It's the fisherman's favorite. There. But <laughs> we, we aggressively jigged them, and we got them to bite. Nice. And I was... I told my friends from Wisconsin, nah, you're not going to catch any fish after dark. I put my stuff away. Yeah. And Scott was bound and determined to catch a walleye after dark. And he did. Nice. And then I was, my theory changed. But now I have seen people in the evening, and this is no secret, but people will pull crankbaits in the real shallows along Pine Island and they'll get fish to hit. They'll, the walleys will actually move in shallow at night to yep. feed and they're getting them... Not at dark, but at dusk, you know, six o'clock, seven o'clock. You know, the summer's up there, the light, it stays light till darn near 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. But they're out there pulling crankbaits and it's possible to catch fish yeah. after five o'clock. Yeah. But. Well, you t- talk about uh, pulling cranks at, at, you know, at, at, at dark. <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm gonna, not, gonna or not, just because I try to avoid walleye lakes like the plague yeah. on opener. It's amateur hour. Oh, yeah, it's opener. <laughs> Whatever. Who cares? But there is a lake that's not too far. I'll tell you after this because I'm not going to tell everybody. No. But, uh, I mean, everybody knows about the lake and they know there's walleye, I'm not going to say where. But when I was a bow fishing guide, I went out. We had, I had a trip out there on the night of opener. So at midnight, it's guys are fishing walleye. Well, going around and whatnot. And all these guys are all fishing the break. They're all fishing that first break which was, you know, 50 to 100 yards off shore whatever. And I'm bow fishing. So we're in the shallows in five feet, six feet and less. Guess where all the walleyes were? Five feet of water. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm thinking I might just go out there and just start dragging some stuff up shallow. Yeah. yeah. While I'm sitting here catching fish, I'll see all those guys out there with their little spotlights and stuff on their heads, not catching anything. Because I talked to a bunch of them, none of them caught anything. I've I was lucky enough to fish. My wife's uncle owns a resort up in Leech Lake, and I had never seen this before in my life. But we were fishing at dark in the summer, and with the headlamps, we were shining along the shoreline, and all you saw were light eyes lit up, Mm -hmm. and it was incredible. Yeah, and there was giant fish in there. Fish move up at night. Yeah, all sorts of fish. Oh yeah, pike, bass. Muskies. Muskies, yes. We actually had a guy on, we had a guy that went out with one of our other guides. Um, it was two guys, and they were muskie fishermen. What up, Chad Malloy? Gate City Bank, thanks for that boat loan. Um, not affiliated, that's just, hey, good job. But uh, we had a couple guys that were muskie fishermen, and they independent. they wanted to go to Independence. And they didn't even care if they shot anything. They wanted us to scout for them. Oh sure. They wanted us to just drive them around in the shallows looking for muskies, and they showed up to the to the launch with their boat. So we drove around for whatever, and they went out, went back to their trucks, took a nap, and then they got up in the morning and went fishing. I guess. So I don't know if they caught anything. They never. They never. I never heard. But yeah, that was nice kind of funny. In that lake. <laughs> yeah. Well, there was one. This. Well, let's see. I haven't done it for three years, so who knows if that fish is still around or not. But there was always one in the back by that concrete culvert maybe it's a bridge too i can't remember there's always one big one that hung out back there every time i was there i seen it and it was giant well yeah if i if i didn't have a bunch of lights on the boat (laughs) (laughs) i could have just brought my rod and reel with yeah probably put something in front of his face and might have bit it but it was a big one and he hung out in like three foot of water just hanging out I mean, it was within the same 10 to 20 yards every time I was there. So. My brother-in-law lives on Waconia. Yeah. On the North Shore. And he's got a big muskie that comes right into his shallows every spring before the vegetation comes up. And he just lays in three feet of water. He's putting his dock in. The muskie lays there. Oh, <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. I mean, at that point, it's like, well, I don't even want to catch him. And He's no. my pet. <laughs> it's like having deer in your backyard. Do you want to shoot him? Eh, probably not. I'll go hang out in the, you know, if you're in a boat, though, yeah. that's one thing. But if he's on the dock, it's like, meh. Yeah. Especially if you keep seeing it time and time and time About again. Years, for three or four years in a row, you'd always come back and that's where she would spawn. Really? Yep. That's crazy. Yeah. Creature's a habit, I guess. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, that's why so many people fish off of memories. Yeah. Because they go to the same spot and they catch a fish and they go back and they wonder why they didn't catch any fish. Well, the fish move, but they'll come back eventually. Yeah. And they don't learn to, hey, move, go that's find a a fish somewhere of, else. That's a hard part of tournament fishing on your home water. Yes. Mm. Memories. Mhm. Yeah, <laughs> Mike Olson <laughs> Of yes Fish Addictions TV We're Talking about home bodies of water um, If you guys get a chance I'm just going to give a shout out here I got nothing to do with it But if you guys pay attention to Fish Addictions TV at all uh, Go watch their last five Well I don't There might be a couple episodes When this comes out But they're, they had five episodes Where they followed the guys around On the NWT Yes and, Mike, if you do listen to this or see this, Devil's Lake, you almost had me crying for you. That was rough, dude. Rough. Like, I felt so bad. <laughs> Home body of water and just, yeah. I was happy for Mike on Lake of the Woods, though. Oh, yeah. that yeah. was. And then he came back and kicked ass. Yep. So, hey. that's And that's tournament fishing. It is. That's tournament fishing. I could tell you where Drake was fishing. I know exactly the spot he was at don't tell everybody just tell me i'll tell you give me the waypoint gps coordinates i can do that (laughs) lake of the woods well i'm guessing it was probably somewhere near and yeah yeah exactly you got the exact spot and right yeah perfect all right cool (laughs) the magic of editing yeah live (laughs) editing anyway um Speaking of tournaments, yeah, you do a little bit of that. I do. Yeah. I enjoy it. Uh, last year was my first full season. I co-angled on all four NWT tournaments. What got you into it? Why'd you do it? What What was the deciding factor? The deciding factor for me was the the unknown. Was I able to do it? And if I did fish tournaments, what would happen? And. The amount of things I learned as a co-angler in the NWT, I was fortunate to fish with some great fishermen and some that were, well, I'll just put, I got to fish with Gary Parsons, which made uh, one of my bucket list things get knocked off. Mm-hmm. And when he, just the other day, he put something on Facebook about um, tournament fishing. In that video yeah. about whether or not to jump in right. or, yeah. yep, And I thought he was dead on. But to fish in the boat with him for a full day, the amount of knowledge that goes through that guy's head is just incredible. But, you know, for me, it was, I didn't want to jump right into the NWT. I wanted to kind of work my way into tournament fishing. I had fished some local stuff, um, Wednesday fishing league, stuff like that. And uh, the first event that I fished out in Lake Winnebago, I fully believe if i were to jump right in and do it i could have done it but you know it's a lot of money you're looking at probably (laughs) reason number one i'm no longer fishing tournaments this year yeah uh it's or full circuit i should say for the pro side of it you're looking at probably minimum of five thousand dollars a week Mm -hmm. for that week of fishing if not more Um, it's 1500 for an entry fee yeah just for just for the entry fee yeah but i do a lot of the minnesota tournament trail fishing which i enjoy um I fished the MWC up on Lake of the Woods last year. And fishing is fishing. I mean, if you know how to fish, you can compete. It's, I mean, there's definitely some people are more gifted or lucky or whatever have you. Um, You know, there's, there's fish in the lake. It's just a matter of you spending the time to find it. And if you can commit that time to do it, it's going to make you a better fisherman and you're going to end up doing better. But so this year I decided I'm going to scale back because I love guiding. Um, but I like tournament fishing too. So I'm going to do maybe five or six events this year and, uh, just spend more time on the water and get to fish different bodies of water, which is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I had never been to Wisconsin and Winnebago system. I'd never been to Saginaw to fish Saginaw and the Great Lakes and Lake Erie was a blast. Um, and then Devil's Lake I'd never been to. As close it is the Lake of the Woods, and I have relatives that live there. Oh, no, really? I've never fished it, and <laughs> I had a blast up there. So it's not that far. It know? really you, isn't. You it's, think about it, it's like, oh my God, Devil's Lake is so far away. It's oh, five it's, hours. Yeah, five hours. Yeah, I mean you're already going. You know, well, let's say from here to Malax is like two. Go Lake is three. Yeah. What's another two hours from you know? Yeah. Uh, my neighbor, he fishes Devil's Lake religiously. No. And he goes up there just on a weekend for fun. And, uh, you know, and then the biggest reason I got into tournament fishing last year was a chance to fish Lake of the Woods four times in four different events. And I figured, well, hopefully I can do good in one of those tournaments. And uh, so it was two MTT tournaments up there, uh, the NWD championship and the MWC. And MWD? MWC. Oh, okay. okay. Well, it okay. team, master yep, walleye circuit. Yep. Yep. And, uh, yeah, so it was, you know. I guess you got to spend that much money to spend four events up on Lake of the Woods. It was kind of a shell shocker, but
1: yeah,
0: it was it was fun. I enjoyed it. So you know, I'll fish two events on Lake of the Woods this year, a um, couple events on the Lacs, and then Winnebago this year. So
1: yeah,
0: yeah. What got you into guiding? Where you're just kind of like, man, I can catch some fish. I like taking people out. Let me see if I can make some money. Exactly. Perfect. You know, (laughs) the long and short of it is I can fish. I can put people in front of fish. Yeah. And I like money. And it was also another challenge. Yeah. You know, in guiding is tournament fishing. It is. It's, you know, it's not just, let's go fishing, see if we can catch anything. It's like, no, I have to put you know i don't have to catch fish but they have they to. have to yeah and or at least i got to show them a bunch of marks on the screen and get right. a couple bobbers to go down and that's the whole challenge in itself because there's days where you can catch fish like they're nothing and then there's other days where those fish won't cooperate whether it's a a cold fronts come through or you know the wind is blowing out of the east or the wind's blowing out of the north and you're looking at your cooler at 12 o'clock and there's not a fish in there and you're what do i do now right so yeah it it makes you it makes you think but the nice thing about being a guide up there too is you have other guides that and for the most part all the guides up there will work with other people yeah um or you just turn on your radio and hit scan and then you can hear all the guides you know what though they don't do that anymore oh really they still have radios in their boat but it's not the live chatter like it used to be oh okay Cause we were up when we were up there. Uh, it's all on the cell phones now. They're, they're calling because they they probably caught on to people doing it. Oh yeah. um, Three years ago, we were up there for the tournament, and I did that. And I was like, I'll just put my scanner on, yep. you know, while we were out there fishing, and you can hear that guy talking, and then that guy talking. They weren't they weren't catching anything because they were running jigs. And I'm like, what are you yeah. doing? Like, drag some cranks, dude. We're killing them on cranks. Yep. Yeah, they were yeah, catching a couple here and there. I'm like, start dragging cranks, yo. <laughs> <laughs> and a they're lot biting. of times they're sandbagging you too oh I'm sure but yeah. you know it's it's a it's a fun of it I just you know I'm not a nine to five guy I mm-hmm. couldn't work in an office um my office is my boat and I love it nice so you know I grew up fishing and it's it'll be in my blood till the day I die so, yeah it's I grew up fishing and then I fell out of it. You know, you become a teenager and you get football and get a yeah. job and this and that. And then I got back into it, I don't know, eight, nine years ago, yep. we'll say. And then past five years, I've been like, really like, yes, fishing again. Yep. And it's amazing because it's, you know, I found that passion for it again. And it's, I've gone overboard. <laughs> you know, I got a brand new boat this year and I got, <laughs> you know, too much. Every time I go to Cabela's, I bring the, well, not every time I go to Cabela's, I bring the wife. But here's the thing, and she knows I do this so I can talk about it, (laughs) is I bring her with and I make her pick me out a bait, right? And I'm like, you got to pick me out a bait. Coming with, you're going to pick me out a bait. I don't don't even care what it is. Every time she picks something out, it works. There you go. Yeah. So I make her pick me out a bait. And then, of course, if it's like a crankbait, well, I just reach over and grab a second one. (laughs) Because you got to have more than one. Well, Yeah, you can't just. Yeah. She's like, what are you doing? Well, what if you lose that one? Exactly. So I told her, I'm like, you lose it or I got somebody else in the boat. I only got one. Well, they're not catching anything because I don't have your bait. She doesn't know jack, you know what, about colors when it comes to fish. But she always picks out something purple and pink. Yeah. Purple or pink. And I go, perfect. Walleyes. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. Last time we were there, she picked up, it's one of the knockoff reef runners. Oh, yeah. Cabela's bro, oh, yeah, yeah. Purple body, pink face. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Good job. <laughs> I don't tell her which which you know pick out. Just pick out whatever you want. I don't care. I don't care what it is. Yeah, I got into paint and crank baits this winter. Oh god, and I'm not art- artistic mm-hmm. by the least. Imagine I'm, yeah. I'm stick figures. Hey, it's yeah. So I went out and spot, spent all the money on airbrush and paints and. They had to be water-based, so I didn't have to have a ventilation system in my basement. And uh, my wife wanted me to paint her one purple and pink. Nice. So, yeah. Hey. It's fun. Yeah. I mean, it keeps me busy in the winter when I want to get down in the basement for a couple hours and just, let's try this or right. do this. And I'm by no stretch of imagination a, a crankbait painter. Yeah. I can paint a couple here and there, but I get done with it. I'm like, oh, geez, how did I do that? Well, you're just having fun, and, yeah. and what's cool is when you take that bait out and you go out and you catch a fish you catch with a it. Fish on it, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. and then you post it on Facebook. Oh, yeah, this is the new hot color purple green with yellow polka dots. I got a good buddy, Scott Hassell around in Wisconsin. He's he can paint baits, yeah, and he's kind of taught me how to do it a little bit. And he's working with me, so you know, it's kind of nice to have that up there because say I want to start painting shiver minnows or mm-hmm. you know. Add a different color or something. It's nice to have. So yeah. Yeah. Well, it's everybody messes around with different stuff. Oh yeah. I've taken a black magic marker and thrown stripes on something. (laughs) There you go. You know, whatever. Just something different. Have you seen? uh, uh, Speaking of Drake, heard. Good God. Yeah. His business. Oh man, those are like that. uh, uh, The uh, renegade. The spot tail shiner. Yeah. Pattern he's got. Oh. I just can't I can't buy any more baits I can't buy any more baits right now Drake I'll give you that plug There you go My accountant looked at me when I brought my taxes last year This year yeah. She was. you spent how much last year And then my wife looked at me and said "Um, You spent how much last year Yeah <laughs> Well the nice thing is Is that my bait money's my money typically Yeah, and, uh, yeah. That's why I bring her to Cabela's area. There you go yeah, So that way she picks me on some baits And she can't complain I'm probably going to get myself in trouble with my wife now well, nobody's watching right now. Oh, good. Yeah, nobody's watching. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Nobody wanted to watch two fat guys. Yeah, well. Well, one fat guy and one guy's getting skinnier. Well, yeah, but it, I never. To, I told myself I need to go, never get over 300 pounds. You were over three bills? I was 310 when I started my diet. Jeez. Yeah. Hmm. So, and yeah, it's, it's a hell thing. It's a lot of beef jerky in the boat. Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's a lot of Fritos in the boat. And just well, I work for a uh, vending company. Okay, so yeah, want will say a lot of outdated nacho Doritos and whatnot get eaten. So, oh well. Um, there was something I was going to ask you. I can't remember what it was. You done making all that noise? Oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm just kidding. I don't care, dude. <laughs> You know, it's funny because people come in and like, oh, so what are we going to do? What are you know, what are we going to talk about? What's the schedule? And I'm like, we're going to sit down and talk about whatever it is we want to talk whatever about. Whatever comes to your mind. Eh, whatever, you know, yeah. we'll just talk about whatever for an hour or two or three or I whatever. I sit and talk fishing and hunting all day long. Yeah. Well, that's why we're here. We yeah. can talk. That's so why I love it. Yeah. Deer hunt. What's, uh, where do you deer hunt? Minnesota. What up, Chad? Cedar Stan. How you doing, buddy? I grew up deer hunting uh, both in Beddett and then on the North Shore. Okay. My parents retired; they lived up in Castle Danger. You still hunt up there? Unfortunately, no. Okay. Uh, well, I don't know. Is there are there still deer up there? Yes, there are. Depending on who you ask. Yeah, it depends on who you ask. But. Oh, actually, you want to know where there's deer? Every single single time we go up there, uh, the North Shore to um, uh, Split Rock Lighthouse. Yeah. We'll go up near there. Oh, yeah. There's always these two deer that cross the road when we're up there. Yep. So one of these years I'm going to set up a deer stand. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, so we would fish, or I'm sorry, we'd hunt there. And then we had some good family friends that had a place over on the north in a Big Sandy. And we'd fish or hunt up in the uh, Savannah State Forest up there. Okay. So bow hunt, rifle hunt. I'd much prefer bow hunting now. Right. So not that cold. Set well, deer stand. I I started out rifle hunting, and then I went to bow hunting. And I haven't bow hunted for the past couple of years, just not enough time. Yeah. You know, I don't have, I haven't had any land to really go like yeah. focus on Yeah. that. And I'm just kind of like, man, if I shoot something, I shoot something. If I don't, I don't, whatever. Yeah. You know, I've been waterfalling for a month or two now. So it's like, I need a break. So I'm gonna go sit in my stand and my blind yeah. with my heater. Yeah. I become that lazy. Yeah, that's and the way if gotten. something walks by, I'll shoot it. If not, I'm gonna have a good nap and read my book. No. Yeah. Um Deer camp's a fun part for me, though. Right, just hanging out with the guys for a weekend. Yes. Yeah. Now that they're they're getting older and they've got young kids, and they're bringing their boys with, and you know, sitting in a deer stand with them or a ground blind, or whatever. Yeah. You know, the look on their face and if they can get it out of their phone. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, people. You know. I got w- kind of way too hardcore into it for a little while. Sure. I don't have as many trophies as I'd, I'd like to have on the wall. Yeah. You know, my one big deer in the living room was actually a muzzleloader buck. Oh. <laughs> Speaking of muzzleloader. Yeah. Two years ago, I went down to Missouri muzzleload hunting for the first time. Yeah. And stuck a giant. Really? Yep. It was last day of the season, December 30th, December 31st. Um, still legal light, but it was getting dark. Yeah. And took it to the taxidermist. The We were hunting private land. And uh, the guy that was going to, the guy that set us up with the trip, he said, I'll mail it to you when it's done. Just send me the money when it's done. Call the taxidermist. He took the deer. It was that big. That was the biggest buck of my life. What do you mean he took the deer? He didn't want to send it to me. He goes, oh, that was shot on my land. I'm going to keep it. So wait, you were down on his property, right? And we paid to hunt down you there. Paid to hunt yep. on that land. Yep. You paid him to hunt that paid land. Him to hunt that land. You shot that deer. I shot that deer. And he took your deer. He took my deer. <laughs> I was sad, and I won't mention his name. <laughs> so, speaking of people getting jealous about. And I'm throwing air quotes at my deer, yeah. at my, you know, at big deer. The, I'll, you know, in my living room, I'll show you. It's, it's a 10-pointer. It's nothing yeah. It's nothing huge, right? I no. mean, the rack on this signs, are, you know, about that size, whatever. Yeah, but it's your deer. Yeah. So I'm hunting this property. My buddy at the time, he was hunting it with his old man, right? They knew the guy that hunted it, whatever. So I was out there hunting. I shot this deer. The next Tuesday, I get the phone call from my buddy. You can't hunt here anymore. Wow. Because his dad decided that I broke and <laughs> by shooting this deer and here, I was never told what I could or could not shoot. Not once, not once, nothing. I broke an unwritten rule. <laughs> I know where this is going. Fucking <laughs> <And> unwritten rules <sighs> that you don't shoot a trophy deer off of somebody's property. It's not yours, you right. know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like 120 inch, 10 point. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like a Buffalo Connie buck. No, 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 no. He thought I lied to him too, because when I shot it, basically, I'm sitting there in the stand and all of a sudden it comes running from the right. I saw nothing but a bunch of white here. Knew it was the biggest thing that I was ever going to sh- sure. you know, shoot. Saw a white rack. Didn't even pay attention. Didn't know how big it was. Just knew it was the biggest deer I was ever going to shoot. So grab the muzzle loader. Aimed the camera, put the muzzle loader up, went, it stopped. I shot it, ran ran straight away. Nope. It was all on camera, but you still couldn't quite see it. You know, how big it was. And you know, that night he's like, Well, how big it was? I'm like, I don't know, six, maybe eight. You know, I, I don't know. It's just the biggest. I mean, it's not like a giant, but it's a decent deer. It's the biggest one I've ever shot. Well, the next day we get it, whatever. And when he first saw it, he was dead silent crickets nothing not congratulations not nothing In the back of his mind he's thinking you shot my deer well he didn't even know that deer was there they didn't <laughs> even have trail camera pictures of that deer oh boy from what i understand there's no trail camera or sure. pictures of that deer until like i think he pulled my buddy pulled a card and then when they got one whatever but he didn't know that was deer there that deer was there but yeah he was jealous and he thought i lied to him because it turned out to be a 10 when it was really just a oh chad Cedarstrand. nice job buddy I don't know. Talking about the podcast, I guess. Wow, thanks. Um, Yeah, so um, I broke the unwritten rule of tr- shooting a trophy deer off somebody else's property, and he thought I lied to him because I told him it was like a six or an eight when it was really a ten. Well, when it's running, right? I mean, running, and then it looks at me straight. I can't count because I'm not looking right. at the rack. I had no idea. I even looked at the at the camera footage that night and I couldn't tell no, sure. how many points or how really how big it was because it all happened so quick. Right. It was jealousy. Oh yeah. Oh, let's remind of the night before he shot a button buck. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was so, that was freezer meat. He thought it was he thought it was a doe. Oh boy. Except he could pick the thing up with one arm. Yeah. I've done yeah. that once or twice. Yeah. But then I find out later on that he's kicked people off of properties for shooting does. So I'm like, what am I supposed to shoot? A doe? A buck? Doe, a deer. A squirrel? Uh, yeah, doe, a deer, female deer. I yeah. don't even know. So yeah, it was just Yeah. So yeah, going to getting, you know. But I'm um, it's not as bad as at least I got my deer. Yeah, you got yours. I didn't, but I didn't have to pay for it, so how yeah. <sighs> in the hell? It was the biggest deer he'd seen off his property in five years. So you paid for it. I know. You shot it. I know. It it isn't is like, it it's is. not like law enforcement's going to do anything about it. No. They're just going to go, you guys yep. figure it out. Too bad. Yeah. They'll, they'll turn to you and go prove prove to us that you shot it. Yeah. Oh, well. Can't. It's over and done with. Yeah. I'm not bitter about it. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> smart-ass smirk says otherwise. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'm not bitter about mine. Meh. Not that I'm bitter. Not that I'm actually bitter. Just more like, really, dude? Yeah. Like, come on. It's not like it was a 160. No. Or you told me, hey, just come out shooting does. But I'd be fine with it. Yeah. I don't care. At least then I know what to shoot or what not shoot. Yeah. We had a different piece of property where my buddy goes, look, there's Captain Hook. His brow tines are taller and they hook in. Sure. That's my deer. I'm like, okay. Okay, fine. Yeah. I'm like, I can deal with that. I've always... Always fun, fun to try to name deer when you see them in your game count drills. I've never been able to name them very well. <laughs> no, I never get deer worth naming. <laughs> well, that's true too. <laughs> yeah, I think I had one. I no, I had one. It was uh, I called him the Boogeyman because I knew he had a big rack, but we didn't know how big. Because every this was probably seven years ago. Cameras were good, but they weren't they great. weren't Great yet? No. So. It was fuzzy, but we could just see a whole lot of junk, and he sure. was tall. I mean, it was it was good deer, yeah. but we only seen him in pictures that night, and it just was a like a ghost. Yeah. You know, the rack was a ghost. I nicknamed him the Boogeyman. Yeah. Good name. Never seen him before. Never seen him yeah. during the daytime. Got like three, four pictures of him scattered around. You know, that's a problem, too. I mean, I hunt all public land. Yeah. I don't hunt private land. And it's, you know, you're out there with every Tom, Dick, and Harry that you can't leave a stand out there. You can't yeah. trust anybody with a camera. It just... I hunt when I hunt, yeah. So it l- sucks. Yeah, well, bow hunting's not that bad though. Depending nope. on where you're at, depending on where you're at, I mean a lot. Of, you can you can really disappear. Yeah. There's not many people that bow hunt. I used to hunt up in Ripley. Boy, no. <laughs> I, it's for me, the Ripley hunt seems a lot like. The Brainerd J.C.'s ice fishing extravaganza. Exactly what it's like. Okay. No, the Brainerd, it's Brainerd, it goes to a great cause, right? It's the right. chari- biggest char- charitable fishing tournament, blah, blah, blah. Go If you haven't done it, go do it. That's a lot of fun. But it seems a lot like that. Just a shit ton of people. You got to do it once. Yeah. And then never go back. Never go back. <laughs> I just don't think I could deal with it. The that. first time I ever did it, we were sitting at the gate at three in the morning, waiting for him to open it. Yeah. Went in, parked, walked to my tree. Got up in my stand, pitch black. As the sun came up, I looked over twenty yards. There's another guy sitting there. Oh yeah, well, that's a waste of a day. Yeah. What do you do? <laughs> We're up by Malax. Can okay, you go about? You no, know, Buzzies on Malax. Yep. You, I, it's changed the name to something else. I can't remember what it was or what it is now. But anyway, it's on the you know east side up yep. whatever. And there's some public land up there right before you kind of cross a creek. Not that far up there, but uh, I found about it. Found out about it. The bartender at the old uh, Muni in Isle there. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm like, go check out this spot, blah blah blah. So I go back there. Sign, freaking everywhere. Buck sign everywhere. Good buck sign. I'm like, all right, cool. So I sat up there one day, saw some deer. Nothing. I don't, I don't think I saw any bucks. If I did, a little one. But uh, I'm like, cool. So my buddy was coming up. I'm like, we'll just hang out in the same tree. You look that way. I look this way. We're covered. So we get out there. I'd put this put the stand up the night before. Whether that was legal, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> I think it was. I can't remember if it was legal or not. But anyway, um, so we're up there, and we're hunting, and I'm grunting know, break out the grunt call, make some calls. And <laughs> 30 seconds later from our left. Boom. I'm like, what the hell? When did that guy get here? Well, next thing you know, it's like 10 o'clock and we're like, all right. You know, we see the guy walking out and I go, when did you get here? He's like, I don't know about this time. I go, how did we not see or hear him? At least hear him. He's like, I walk so slow that I can barely hear myself walking through And I go, let me ask you a question. So this deer you shot, could you hear me call? He goes, yeah, we're only about 50 yards apart. I go, okay. So did I call that deer? And he goes, thank you. (laughs) He goes, I saw the deer about 200 yards away or whatever it was, a little ways away. You hit that call and he came running. Yeah. I had time to go back and then boom, shot him. I go, you couldn't even have let him get to me. <laughs> Thanks for the assist. I, know. I go, well, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm calling in deer for other people. Whatever. Who do we got? Anybody no, on? No. We got we got maybe one person <clears throat> watching. I can't tell. It says one person. I don't know, since we're not talking to the camera, yeah. and we're not like doing this and that and the other. I had the other one where I was just questioning and answering. There's a lot of people there. Oh, sure. Maybe people are busy tonight. They just don't like me. They don't like me. They don't like the podcast. Well, we're shutting her down. It's no, done. No. Smackdown Outdoors no. podcast is officially done and over with. I'm just going fishing. Screw you guys. You can't do that. I won't have anything to listen to one of my long drives to Lake of the Woods. Just play the old ones. No, I can do that too. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's been fun. I like doing it. And I've I've learned a lot. Well, this is a blast. You know, yeah. And you just sit down, and next thing you know, you're what are we? We're almost an hour and a half into it. Oh, yeah. I saw that your one of your last podcasts. You were talking about the Wright county. Oh yeah. So this well, this podcast we're doing right now isn't going to come out for a while. But actually, people on Facebook, if you are going to watch this, yeah. So guess what's back. <laughs> I heard it's back in legislation. Yeah, they're forcing the DNR to go through with the program. And I live in Wright County.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow.
0: Bruce Anderson is the uh, – your guy out there, your representative yeah. that's got his name attached to it. Okay. So feel free to contact him, everybody, and everybody else. I yeah, you? it uh, – I, I, I'm kind of – like, for me personally on Facebook, I've tried to stay away from commenting on it too much. But, yeah, basically, I'm guessing the Lake Owners Association are trying to force the legislators to throw it in. And the thing that pisses me off is I actually read through all the amendments on that bill. And it's like you go through and you're like, okay, I don't really know what that one's about. I don't know. Oh, I like that one. Oh, okay. That one, nope, that one can F off. I don't like that one. Nope, don't like that one. I don't like that one. Oh, that one, I don't know. It's like the two line, you know there's the one for the two lines in there and then there's this one and then there's that one and yeah and then it's this whole right county bs again and it's you know i guess the only thing i really can concerned about it is the wash stations yeah no. i mean they got one in annandale well that's the problem yeah and that's that's you know i had um, uh travis on here and we're like look we don't care if you want to check our boats right if you want to wash our boats with a toothbrush. Go oh, ahead. please don't, don't clean my boat, <laughs> whatever. Do it at the body of water. Right. Don't make me, especially this year when 55 is all going to be jacked up, 94 yeah, is going to be, be jacked up, 10 is going to be jacked up. You can't get out there. Right. But you're making us go to Annandale and then go back, you know, and then go to that body of water. Right. And then if I want to go to another body of water that's under that program, I have to go back to Annandale the same day and then go there. Yeah. Right. How about you take the money by a wash station and start putting them at these lakes? Yeah. Teach people how to use them. You know, that's I'll use it. The thing that I found in other states, being able to travel to other states and fish, yeah. Wisconsin's got a really good program. It's a pain in the butt, but you can buy a season pass. They charge $5 to launch your boat on most lakes. Some lakes are more expensive, some are less, whatever. But their boat launches are all in great shape. Mm-hmm. They actually spend the money to keep, keep them up. And there's more than one launch on most big bodies of water. Yeah, well, it's kind of like the Three Rivers Park District here. Right. They charge. You want to hear about a scam? Is it six fifty dollars? It- six dollars and fifty cents. Yeah. I found that out last night. Now here's the deal. I forgot to actually pay when I went out last night. I I like I went to the cash <laughs> machine, pulled out money to do it, made right. sure I got ten, five, and five oh. ones launched my boat. I'm by myself. Didn't even I like pulling up. I'm like, okay, I got to pay. There's the box. Cool. I'll pay. And I forgot until I'm coming back in. And there was actually one of the park officers up there just driving around. And I'm like, oh shit, I didn't pay. I didn't pay. Well, I get up there, there's a citation, but it was just a warning. Oh. And he had actually written in a handwriting, you know, basically just saying next time we will give you a citation, blah, blah, blah. It's just a warning. I'm like, okay, but $6 and 50 cents. Just charge me seven bucks. Yeah, or six bucks, or six bucks. Because they're getting two what, quarters around all the time. Well, who's what are they doing with the extra quarters? Yeah. No. What are they doing with that extra fifty cents that I gave them yesterday? Yeah. Because I did actually, I did, and I told the officer because I thought it was in there, him that the ticket. He's like, "Oh no, I'm the night guy. We're just kind of getting everybody under it. You know, we're not really writing right. any tickets today." And I go, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna pay. You know, whatever." So I literally drove around back to the box, and I did pay Three Rivers Park District. So. Yeah, Black Magic Marker just has my license plate. That's That was me mm-hmm. at the French Park Access. But anyway, so they, yeah, they use that money to update these parks right. and these launches, and they keep really good good track of them. So, But if they took some of that money and maybe invested in some wash stations. I agree. Hey, there you go. Or you can use some of our $1 billion f- f- surplus, Tim Walls. No. Whatever. Or some of the billions of dollars we put into this you know, through all of our, well, think about how many fishermen and, and, and hunters stuff. are out there. All that money. Where's it going? Right. Well, and here we go. MN fish, new organization. That's going to, tr- they're trying to be the one voice for fishermen, right? They're not like a bass thing. They're not a walleye thing. MN fish. It's Ron Shera, babe, Winkleman, uh, Linder. Al Linder, chip, um, Chipalier, all these guys, Steve Panaz, one organization. So look them up. Mn dash dash fish um, or hy- the hyphen. What is it? Yeah, hyphen. Mn hyphen fish. Um, they're on Facebook. You can sign up for free. Do that because we need numbers. Yeah. If we can get all the fishermen in Minnesota to sign up for this thing, or get a hundred thousand. Yeah. We can actually get a voice. Be a voice. So yeah. So check it out. I signed up for free. I'm gonna do it as soon as I get up. Off the- yeah, once I get some, once I get some cash up, and I'm not spending on my boat. <laughs> It's like, oh, that's right. I need this and this and this and this and this. Yeah, um, I'm gonna actually do probably. I want to do a lifetime membership. So yeah, I think it's a couple hundred bucks, but yeah. it's that is a good it is what it is. Yeah, I get a free de- decal and a number. There you go. There we go. Just like your NPA number. Right. Yeah. I spent a hundred and some odd dollars or whatever it is on $100 that. Hundred dollars a year. Hundred dollars a year. Yeah. Plus the banquet. Yeah. The banquet. Another. What, is it the banquet separate or what? The banquet separate. They charge. Is it fifty for the banquet or is another hundred for, for the banquet? I didn't make it last year down to Bloomington. I really wish I would have it was low low attendance yeah yeah but it was kind of sad i like the organization it, I mean, yes definitely i do it was part of the reason why is because it was in bloomington this year before yeah. they were past couple of years they were in wisconsin in, in the dells and i think we're probably gonna end up going back there yeah because there was a lot of guys from michigan that weren't there from ohio from the, you know the east coast guys didn't want to come the extra I, I got a timeshare in the dells Oh, do you? Yeah. So now I have a place to stay when it yeah, goes. I got a place to stay. Perfect. See? Let's see. Brad Johnson. Let me write this down. I'm staying with you at the Dells. Um yeah, I hope we go back to the Dells. As much as I like the 15-minute drive. Yeah. I still got a hotel room. Did you? Yeah. yeah. Well, you're up at you're up till 9, 10, 11 o'clock sure. BSing with people anyway. Sure. So I'm gonna drive home. Yeah. Just to turn around in six hours and then drive, drive back. back. Yeah. yeah no. Yeah. So I just like got, a, the, still got a room. Kind of like a state hockey tournament for me. I'd always get a room down there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and sometimes it's like, you know, these sports shows, I almost wish I'd get a room too. Yeah. But then it's like, I'm glad I don't because some of these young guys, <laughs> I can't hang, man. No. <laughs> I cannot hang. We're old. Right. Right. I don't know. Anyway, back to hunting. Yeah. Um, so you hunt deer. I hunt deer. You ever hunt anything else weird or different, bear, anything like that? I bear hunted once. Anything? Um, No, I was just helping a guy. Oh, okay. And uh, I'd like to go hog hunting sometime in Texas. Yes. I'll have Uh, to talk to Bodie. I'm sure he can get us on some. Bodie Gabler. Friend of the podcasting guest, yes. I'd like to do it from a helicopter, too. you better start guiding more because them <laughs> ain't cheap. No, I can imagine. <laughs> oh, man, ain't cheap. Unless you get your own helicopter. Oh, well, there you have. Yeah. I haven't won any tournaments yet, so. <laughs> you said you've cashed a check, didn't you? I've cashed two checks. Well, there you go. But a little difference from. 48th place to first place? No, seventh place oh. and a fifth place. Oh, well, not so. bad. No, I was Well, no. fifth place. On it's enough to pay for the week anyway. Yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing. You know, it's like. You know, let's say we take a first place in the AIM. It's 10 grand. Yeah. Well, you got your entry fees, you got your gas, you got this and that and the other. For the whole year, if you win that one tournament, <laughs> one tournament. it covers your year maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Depending on how many crankbaits you buy.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Me? <laughs> might break even. Yeah. Don't tell the wife. Yeah. don't tell the wife. Right. Um, I would like to go out to South Dakota and do a prayer dog hunt. Yes. I might actually have a connection there. I'll a friend, to... I've got two friends up in Lake of the Woods that oh you do. They okay. go out there and you know grab their their long guns and just start popping them off, little two forty three or whatever it is. You know? Do they get the like on the back of like the semi trailer that's open and set up the sure. tables, or just whatever you want? Oh, okay, you know. But I've seen that where they've literally just got semi trailers, flatbeds, yeah. in the fields, <laughs> and they're all up there on tables, and they're just boom, boom, boom. I was watching some show, and all of a sudden the guy turns and he goes. Oh, turns to the right. Boom. Like one, like five feet away from the. <laughs> it's like, I always think of that game at the whack-a-mole, whack-a-mole. There you oh, go. yeah. yeah. Well, that's all it is. Whack-a-mole yeah. with, with guns and just watch them explode. Yeah. Yeah. And then you don't have to pick up anything besides your shells. Yeah. If you brought enough. No, other than that, it's mostly upland game. I uh, love pheasant, love duck. Well, I shouldn't say love duck, love grouse. Mm-hmm. Um, done a quail hunt in Iowa. That was unlike anything I've ever seen before. Walked across a covey of quail up in a tree, and the guy said, stop. He goes, shoot the top one first. Shot the first one. He fell. The other quail, just shoot the next one. Oh, really? We got five out of there before the whole covey flushed. They didn't move? They're just like, "Eh, whatever. There goes Bill. (laughs) There goes Martha. (laughs) Yep. Steve, what are you doing? (laughs) Did did Steve fall asleep again? Really? Yeah. That's funny. It was it was really an experience. I was I was eighteen years old playing hockey in Waterloo and some of the guys just took me out there and we're gonna go pheasant hunting. He goes, Oh, there's a coffee of quail. Let's go shoot those. Quail's good. Quail's really good. It's probably my favorite bird to eat. Really? Yes. I'm a pheasant guy first. The only problem is there's not enough. There's not it. enough <laughs> yeah. You gotta shoot five or six to have like a decent meal. Yeah, and I think down there you can have ten, ten no. or fifteen. So yeah, we barbecued them up. That was really good. Oh, they're they're delicious. Yeah. If they were bigger. Yeah, they're bigger. But then they taste different, so No, that's about the extent of my hunting. Okay. Um I, oh, I did a moose hunt once. I got to go up in Canada on a moose hunt. Yeah. That was a blast. We spent ten days up there in October fishing and, and moose hunting. I'm gonna guess you didn't get any since you didn't bring it up. We got three. Well you did you get one? I shot a bull and a calf. Oh, You did. And yeah. you didn't bring this up earlier? No, I didn't. Why? I don't know. I'd have brought that up first. Yeah. Like, yeah, shut a moose. Yeah. It's a big-ass animal. Yeah, we the lake was really cool. It's called Snowshoe Lake. It encompassed both Manitoba and Ontario, or Ontario and Manitoba. Okay. So we stayed in Ontario, but we hunted Manitoba. And uh, I didn't have a, a bull tag. And the guy took me out on opening night. And he was calling, and he's calling. And we're... It said by the GPS from... we. Took the little John boat up the river, and then we had to walk okay, a now mile. We're not, not going to get you in trouble, are we? Oh, I, no. Okay, you shot no. a bull, but no bull tag? No. Nope. Well, here's we'll the reason. We'll explain. Okay. Here's Go the ahead. reason. Just had to check before we get too, Our know, too far into it. Our guide was a Native American, oh, Okay, and they have no restrictions on what they can shoot. Gotcha. So the deal was, you shoot the bull, I get the horns, he gets the meat to feed his family and village. Gotcha. So that was okay. the way it happened. And then the next morning, we were going out to field dress it. Or cape it out And we didn't, knew nothing about moose hunting We mm-hmm. brought everything under the sun on this plane And in fact the pilot looked at us And he goes, you don't need the deer stands You don't need the ladders, you don't need this You brought deer stands for moose hunting? Oh yeah, we didn't know We brought, <laughs> I guess. A, we brought a TV, a DVD player A keg of beer um, <laughs> You know, the, the important things I I wish that. Yeah. Oh, God. I'd love to see the look. I'd love to see the look. It was priceless. So. What in the hell are these guys thinking? (laughs) You guys realize college isn't down the road, right? (laughs) I'm taking you moose hunting, (laughs) not to the frat party. And it was a phenomenal walleye lake. But we went through five dozen minnows on the first night. Oh, jeez. a jig and a minnow. Yeah. And uh, didn't know we were only supposed to have two fish. We had. Maybe um, a couple extra. Oh, jeez. Uh, but we ate them all. <laughs> Fill in our freezer. Yeah. Um, I shot a calf the next morning. There was a bull chasing the calf to get to the the female and uh, the cow. And so I shot the calf, and that was the best eaten meat I ever had in my life. Yeah. And then the guy that took us, he shot a giant moose, a uh, hmm. white-horned, it probably had a 52-inch spread. Oof, and mine nice. was only 40, 40-something only forty something. But Just it small. was it was a triple lifetime. <laughs> yeah. Back when Minnesota had the moose hunt, me and my father applied for twenty straight years. Never got drawn. Nope. But uh so it was a that was a once in a lifetime trip for me. It was a blast. Nice. Although uh, I did miss my wife's birthday that year. Has she forgiven you or is she does she bring it up? No, she doesn't bring it up anymore. No? Okay. Anymore? anymore. <laughs> How many years did it take her to stop bringing it up? Uh, what year is it right now? 19. Uh, yeah, it took her about 18 years. <laughs> you missed my birthday that year, remember? Yeah, no. but I brought home this nice rack. No, I didn't even get the rack. What? So, you- well, here's here's a little caveat to the story. You got to stop shooting racked animals because you don't come home with them anyway. The, the, <laughs> guy, that the, deer. the guy that took me, he had a cabin up on in Morrison on Lake of the Woods. Okay. And because I didn't have a license for the rack, we left let it dry on his deck over the winter, oh, and then he was just going to bring it okay. home the next summer. While the mice got to it that winter, oh, Jesus. and we got back up there, and the only thing that was left was part of the skull. Oh, they chewed the whole oh, rack. They up. went to town on it. Really? Yeah. So, that sucks. lesson learned. I've got pictures of it that okay. I can still remember it by. And well, if you I really want, you get a repo, repro, reproduction made of it. Yeah, if you cared. If I ever could afford it. Oh, yeah. But they can't be that bad for reproduction antlers. Well, I'd want to do the whole head now. Oh. So, I mean, I had it caped out when, until I found out how much the, the whole head mount mm-hmm. was, the shoulder mount. I said, yeah, I'll just do a, a European mount on it. How much was that? How much would it have been? To- Canadian money. And this was back in. 2000 no 90 98 99 it was probably around five grand Canadian money and what is, is that more or less than well that was I can't remember back then it was their dollar was about 50 cents to U.S. dollar okay so, so about 2,500 2, bucks, bucks yeah. Yeah. back in 99 when I was still young and stupid and it's probably about 3,500 bucks now yeah if not five grand yeah for a freaking moose for a moose just a big deer I just want to shoot an elk now right with my bow in New New Mexico. Wow, now we're getting specific. What zone or area or whatever they call them out Just there? Just outside of Albuquerque. Um, it's from what I've been researching. It's got the biggest elk racks around. I mean, you're talking four, four fifty. Those are the are those the Roosevelts? I believe those are the Roosevelts. Or, or wait, Roosevelt or Roosevelt? Roosevelt whatever. Are they, well, I don't want to piss any elk guys yeah, off. They potato, can. Get, they can. They can get all touchy. I know. I suppose they can. No offense. <laughs> Cause, yeah, because fishermen won't get touchy. <laughs> I, I so- swear I swear that thing was 12 pounds. Look at it. Is it a sauger or is it a saugeye? I don't know. I, I don't can't. Either. What? The, is it basically? I'll have to look at the picture because they have at the Hall of Fame there. Yeah. Or the museum. They've got the sauger, the saugeye, and the walleye. Right. I've got the picture. So obviously the walleye's got white tips and right. saugers like a zebra. So I will Supposedly saw guy I heard it has a white tip on it. But it's like zebra pattern. I right. Think. If I remember and it, it was kinda dark. Yep. And the state record is only like twenty five inches. Yeah. Like eight, nine pounds, I think. That's a big saw guy. Oh yeah. Oh. I mean the biggest sauger I've caught in Lake of the Woods is maybe pushing eighteen. Eighteen inches? Oh yeah. Yeah, they're all small. Yeah. No. Yeah. But look for the small sauger and you'll find big walleye. Yes, you will. Yes, you will. I've actually caught walleyes with saugers in their mouth. Oh yeah. And a jig in their mouth. Not surprised. No. When they feed their, they don't care. So what you're saying is, well, you're not saying that if you catch a sog, sogger a little sogger on a jig, make sure you release that sogger right? And you don't just throw it back in the water with the hook still in its mouth, right? Right. <laughs> right. Anyway. <laughs> hey, I'm not a guide. Hey. I can say what I want. Yes, you can. My podcast. <laughs> Prove that I did that. <laughs> I haven't even, I've never thrown a jig in Lake of the Woods. Really? Ever. No, I just drag crankbaits. Yeah. I have literally only fished crankbaits in Lake of the Woods. Mm-hmm. Hey. <clears throat> oh, wait. Nope. Nope. I lied. I lied. I did want, well, it's a rainy river. Okay. During sturgeon season. But we didn't do much walleye fishing. We tried it, but then we went sturgeon fishing. You know, every year for opener, I go up there and- Which I'm missing the the sturgeon run right now. It's yes, kind of annoying to the hell yeah, out they're catching some giants. Yeah. But I always go up Thursday before opener mm. and Friday, I put my boat in just to get the kinks out of it. Yep. And we sturgeon fish. I've never caught a sturgeon on Friday before opener. But the last three years, I've caught a sturgeon on opening day on a jig and a minnow. Really? Yep. There's been at least one in my boat every year. <laughs> We just now are you using the same stuff as you no. were the day before? No, day before we've got the four ounce flat weight I've and a circle the, hook, the with, big circle yeah. hook with a glob of worms and a glob of dead shiners. No, typically somebody with, especially a guide mm. that is used to figuring out patterns, would go maybe the day before opener. I should use a jig and a minnow, but for sturgeon. But then can you be ticketed for targeting walleyes? Use the flat you you no 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 because you just use the big flat weight okay and you go look this is how I catch sturgeon yeah. out here. I, I t- refer him to this podcast. Yeah. Okay. I won't. If you were out there the day before, yeah, with a jig and a minnow, flat weight or not, you're targeting sturgeon. Correct. Because you can catch him the next day <laughs> on that jig and minnow, yeah. but you couldn't the day before on right on the flat weight and circle hook right. there. There you so go. So you refer the, the CEO to this podcast. Okay. They'll still give you a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're anchored and well. Is Smackdown Outdoors going to pay my ticket? No. Okay. Just checking. No. <laughs> maybe fine. Well, maybe a different Smackdown Outdoors. <laughs> not this one, though. No, I'm not paying any tickets. I don't even want to pay my own tickets. It's anyway pretty comical that you're using a walleye rod, seven foot. Mm-hmm. Three-eighths ounce jig with a frozen shiner, and you catch a 65-inch sturgeon. Just use a sturgeon rod with braid for that jig. With the jig. And that minnow. There There you go. go. Yeah, I'm using 65-pound braid for walleyes, officer. (laughs) Come on. Last summer, they um, had—why can't I think of his name? I don't know. He works for the Outdoor News. Anyways, they were doing a kayak sturgeon fishing up there. What, What? Yeah, they were kayak fishing for sturgeon.
1: During why? the season.
0: Why would you do that? Why wouldn't you? I don't know. Get some drugged. fat and I'll fall out of the boat and <laughs> die in the river. Get drugged <laughs> all over the rainy river with a sturgeon. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It may be fun. Yeah. But I'd die. They're big fish. They're, they're all huge. fat and uncoordinated. Yeah. But they're also walleye vacuums for the eggs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of guys up there don't like them. No, oh, I'm sure not. But, well, there's, there's stories of people seeing floaters and. Oh, yeah. You know? Wounds that are not caused by fish. (laughs) Missing tails. Yeah, missing tails and nice long slits all the way down their bodies or whatever. Gills floating downstream. Speaking of missing tails, I have gone shark fishing in Mexico. Really? Yeah. Caught a hammerhead shark. How big? Four foot. Oh, okay. And the guide, the Mexican guide, cut the tail off and said, you want to have some fun? And put it in there and the shark could just swim circles, bleeding. And then there was a feeding frenzy. (laughs) Oh, So so he's like, yeah, let's mess with this shark and get him chewed up by a bunch of other sharks. Yeah. All right. Yeah, Mexico's different. I wasn't going to go swimming after that though. <laughs> no. 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 I'm not I've been in the ocean once and it was in South Carolina and oh. I was I only it was like in February, so I only made it up to uh about well, we'll just say that It got really, really cold, and I might have sung Soprano if I'd have gotten any deeper. So I was like, yeah, that's far enough. Oh, God, cold, 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 back up. Um, And I was like, I'm good. Yep, I'm good. Man, I've been in the ocean. That's cool. I don't need to go in the ocean. Because I know what swims in the ocean in the shallows. I've seen Shark Week. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Dude, sharks, they don't care how big they are. They'll get get shallow. And I've seen orcas. Not that they've really ever attacked a person, but... I don't care Stingrays and shit Yeah Jellyfish I mean, Yeah jellyfish That's Out of everything That's probably Well I can't say that What scares me the most But that would be annoying Be like why am I All of a sudden on fire And then you have to Like look around And it, go oh crap I'm stuck in jellyfish And then pee on yourself I don't think that actually works It does Are I you got, sure? I, hand to God I all got right. stung by jellyfish In South Carolina Actually we, I'm sorry We are in Georgia <laughs> We in you're Georgia are Hilton head Are you? <laughs> well no we were in Georgia uh, Savannah Georgia okay. Out on Tybee Island The year my daughter graduated from basic training, um, we stayed two nights in uh, Savannah, went out to Tybee Island, went swimming. It was hotter than molasses in July or August. And uh, the minute I got in the water, I just felt like I was burning, like I had body surfed and scraped my body (sighs) on sand. And then the lifeguards there, they they have a bottle of uh, Um. pee well nuts no, but they sit <laughs> down yeah but the other option is you literally pee on yourself yeah. and it was only on my leg so it wasn't like i had to pee on my chest or anything like that like, <laughs> i just I can't reach <laughs> <laughs> lay on your back <laughs> <laughs> or have somebody else do it for you oh my brother just joined hey oh well, that's not kyle Gwash? that's Kyle no kyle glass. glass what oh, up kyle glass brother. if you're still there no it's jellyfish are yeah. that's funny Oh, my God. I didn't even know It was like the camera arm and stuff for that one. <laughs> oh, oh sure. I don't care. It's Facebook. Whatever. Oh, well, uh, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, so, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm good. I don't need to swim in the ocean. <laughs> There's too many things that can kill you. Yeah. I would like to go uh, scuba diving someday. Nope, I'm good. Really? Yeah. Oh. Same thing. Yeah, but I'm talking like Bora Bora. It's still the ocean. I know, but think how clear it and it's is. It's warmer. So those fish are even more pissed off (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm good Okay good. Like we went on a cruise two years ago And uh, we went on, you know, it was a Disney cruise And they got their own island So they pull in or whatever And they've got an area that's fenced off So I was like, okay, that's cool But still, I wasn't like gonna like go deep Yeah No, I'm good I respect fish. I respect sharks. I got no business being there. It's not like my daughter cruises. She doesn't want to go on a cruise when she after she watched Titanic. Oh, I love cruises. She thought she I've been on the one. In oh Jesus, down in the Caribbean. Did you know that there there somebody is actually planning on redoing that whole deal? Oh no! Like they want to build the boat. They're gonna like apparently it's like a done deal. Supposedly they're gonna build the boat. It's like apparently a- with yeah modern electronics, <laughs> and they're gonna take the exact same path that it was supposed to take before. Oh yeah. boy. During that same period. Like they're gonna recreate the whole thing. So if it happens again, we just know that it was supposed to be. Will the diamond be on there? Which diamond? Whatever the jewel was that sunk oh, with I it. Know. I don't know. Oh, okay. Oh, was there supposedly like the Hope Diamond or something on yeah, there? Yeah, something like that. Oh, I don't know. I never people raise your hands. Uh um, those of them that have never seen the movie. <laughs> 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 Hey. I mean, I I'm, I'm, I saw because I was flipping through, and it turned out to be the perfect part yeah. where he is hanging onto that door. And oh yeah, the whole and he sinks to the bottom. I'm like, push her over, jackass! <laughs> There's plenty of room on the door, and I turn it off. Like, so 30 seconds. I'm like, yep, done. My yeah. stepdaughter was at that age where she wanted to watch it, so no. I was doing the good thing as a father and said, okay, I'll watch it with you. Still don't know if that's excusable. Okay. Do I, I mean, turn my man card back in? Well, it's up for debate. Okay. We'll put it up for a vote. You'll probably Everybody's going to be like, it was for his daughter. Leave him alone. <laughs> Stop it. So what? Well. Okay. <laughs> I've, never, I've never watched Harry I'm, Met Sally. I don't Sally, have any kids. So there you I've go. never watched yeah. uh, You Got Mail. Yeah. So. It was for your daughter. I'll give you yeah. that. Okay. Okay. But I've never seen Harry Met Sally and You've Got Mail. No. no. I've never seen them. You don't want to. I, well, one's got Meg. Don't they? Don't they both have like Tom Hanks in it? And Meg Ryan. Yeah, Meg Ryan. Yeah. Yeah, good. But Meg Ryan back in the '90s, she was. Yeah, she was fetching. good. She was, yeah, she was a good looker. Yeah. yeah, she. Yeah. Now it's like, wow, nice hair. Yeah. Now she's just a giant pain in the ass. But I digress. <laughs> <laughs> Scuba dive in the mine pits up around Crosby. I've heard about that. What's up there? Oh, they got giant mine pits up there. There's yeah, but I mean, like, what's in them? Fish. Just stuff to go yeah. scuba dive around? No, well, there's... I mean, there's... Some of those mine pits up there have some <laughs> giant trout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I do know. Yeah, huh? hmm. well, that might be fun. I'd, I'd scuba dive that. I've always wanted to scuba dive Lake Superior. That'd be cool. Yeah. But who knows what's in Superior? That's getting very close. You, you know what's weird? Is that there's that one... Kind of by Split Rock, there's that one... Uh, it's a break wall with a little lighthouse on that very end of it, a little white lighthouse. Oh, right in Two Harbors. Yeah, Two Harbors, that yeah. one. It freaks me out because I walk walk out there, and I look over the side, and you're just looking straight down for however far that is, yeah. and these boulders the size yeah. of your house just stacked up on top of each other. It freaks me out a little bit. That's the way Lake a l- Erie was. Last I get year. a little bit of vertigo looking at yeah. that, just Lake, standing there. Lake Erie was like that, and we were literally fishing in thirty feet of water, pulling ripping wraps. And I actually saw a walleye hit my bait, yelled to the pro in the front, Jacob L. He dropped his down, thought he was snagged on a rock when he actually snagged the fish and it spit it. Oh, really? Yeah, it was incredible. I said, (laughs) There's a fish. And he goes, looks down, drops his rip and wrap down, thought he was snagged on a rock and he had the fish hooked for it. Yeah. Nice. But, Hmm. and, That was, I mean, you're looking at boulders the size of Volkswagen's down there. Oh, yeah. I mean, it freaks me out. I think it's just, I mean, like I get a little weirded out because I'm on that like six foot wide thing that who knows, you know, I'd be an idiot and slip and fall off for some reason. If I was in a boat, I'd be like, oh, cool. It's a rock. Yeah. But yeah, it's impressive because you just look down in this black abyss and there's giant boulders. It's like, holy Christ. (laughs) But yeah, that's cool. It would be kind of neat. Be cool to scuba dive a shipwreck or something. Right between uh, just south of Beaver Bay, you can go out of um, Svea's boat launch, and there's there's an island out there, and there used to be scuba divers all the time out there. They'd go up there and. What's up, Lawrence? Hey, Lawrence. How's it going, bud? We talked about you earlier. Yes, we did. It was all terrible, <laughs> all of it. You can't fish, <laughs> please. Think you know fishing? <laughs> ah! Anyway, he's turned, he's turned into a bass fisherman. <laughs> he is, yeah. yeah. Lawrence Luma is a world famous bass guy. Good job, buddy. No, and he's gonna fish a tournament with his daughter Brooke. Is he? Yes, he is. Is he? Yeah. Nice. One of the walleye deals on uh, Thursdays or whatever. No, it's a it's a father daughter tournament. I saw him post something on Facebook, um, really? Lawrence. If you're out there, what tournament is that, um, Lawrence? And I saw some of the fish that his son Jimmy's been catching. Hmm. He's turned in quite the fisherman. Well I think he would, I thought he just took her fishing the other day or he yesterday. Did. And was she yesterday? got some big crappies. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently she outfished her old man. See, I yeah. told you you can't fish. Yeah. Get no fish by your kid. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> no, just so everybody knows Lawrence is a good fisherman. Yes, he is. Yes. And he was a good <laughs> hockey player. <clears throat> Until he transferred to St. Louis Park. But Lawrence Lawrence that. played hockey? Oh jeez. Yep. Memories made at Lord Fletcher's. Oh okay, yeah, that one. Yep. Yep. Wait, isn't that tomorrow? I don't know when it's at. I think that one's tomorrow, or was that next weekend? Either way, I wanted to fish it, but I'm busy because I'm either podcasting or I'm already doing, I'm doing something. Otherwise, I was going to sign up for it. But, yeah, check out the Memories Made Fishing Tournament uh, put on by my buddy, Mike Farrell, uh, um, oh, and Saturday. Saturday. It is the Saturday, yeah. So check that out down at Lord Fletcher's. Go say hi to Lawrence. See if you caught a bigger fish than he did. And if you want to fish in his walleye league, contact Yeah, Thursday. Yeah, yeah. There's a possibility you'll see me, Lawrence. (laughs) You're going down. No. Anyway, I might fish it, actually, with Tony. With intern Tony. I won't be there the one um, Memorial Day week. So move that one. Get that one out of there so then I can fish another one. But anyway. Yeah. So scuba diving, mine pits. That would be kind of neat. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They're deep. Well, yeah, that's why lake trout are in there. Because yeah. they're deep and they're, they're deep cold. And cold. That's one thing I have yet to go and try in those mine pits and whatnot for those Lakers, and I'd love to. I did go up uh last fall to Superior with my buddy. Um and we did catch some what's up, Ranger Glenn? Um we did catch a few lake trout and we caught uh <laughs> sea on Thursdays. Wow. That's right. Um, to catch a few Lakers, caught my coho. Yeah. A little coho, about that big. They're still good to eat. Hey, whatever. I was, I'd never caught one before. No. I have a rule. If I go to a new body of water and I catch a fish, no matter the size, three inch perch, 40 inch pike, don't matter. Mission accomplished. There Didn't get skunked. Yeah. So I went out on Lake Superior for the first time, caught caught a couple fish. I was happy. It was funny because jigging, jigging, jigging. All of a sudden, my line like shoots under the boat and goes towards shore. I'm like, "What the hell is going on here?" So we got to get like the you know line around the boat and around all this. And I get it up, and it's like just on the surface. I'm just skiing the thing. I'm like, "What the hell is this thing?" It's like, "Oh, it's a coho." I'm like, oh, "Okay, cool. cool. <laughs> fish number two on the bucket list." There you go. Yeah, cross that off. Perfect. Yeah, we grew up, grew up fishing Lake Superior too. Uh, we had a cabin up on North Shore. Nice. Uh, and we always fish closer shore as. You know, we had a little 16-foot StarCraft with mom and dad. Yep. We pulled spoons. You don't have to go far because there's no. a break right there. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, one of the deepest spots in the lake was over 900 feet just off in front of our cabin. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Bill Katz, how are you doing, buddy? But uh, 900 feet deep? Yeah. <laughs> but then as technology came, like we were talking about earlier, mm-hmm. we started going out deeper where all the charter boats were at. Never caught fish. Yeah. Coming to shore you go right along the Split Rock, Gooseberry, all the way up yep. the shoreline. And those little bays would hold all sorts of fish. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of fun. Well, the, the guys catch them off, off that uh, uh, that pier, I was talking, yep. you know, off that break wall. Yep. Guys fishing out there all the time. Yep. So you don't have to go far. No, you don't. No. I mean, bait fish aren't necessarily in the middle of the Lake no. Superior. <laughs> Where's the cover? The cover is up by shore. Yep. So that's where the bait fish hang out. Absolutely. Well, that's where the big I fish are going to hang out. I cast from shore when I was younger. I'd take yep. my rod and I'd go down this the shoreline and just cast Rapalas or whatever and spoons and catch a couple here and there so yeah kind of yeah i want to get back out there this year try to catch some more some more uh lake trout get on a big lake trout it'd be fun and surprisingly there's some giant walleyes in close to duluth most surprisingly or not really surprising no they're on the they're on the superior side aren't they yeah yeah yep then you get up to the Apostle Islands over there in Wisconsin. Yeah. There's some good walleye fishing up there. Because the AIM was up there two years ago. Yeah. And that's where a lot of the guys were. Fishing the St. Louis River and yep. going up. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, we're going on two hours, sir. Time flies. Time flies when you're having fun. Man, I didn't realize how late it was already. Man, we're just, all, well, we looked the other, you know, a little while ago, I'm like, an hour and a half, eh, whatever. Yeah. Not big deal. And all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, it's almost eight o'clock. Yeah. Two hours. Everybody on Facebook Live, thanks for showing up. If you guys were here, if not, whatever. That's cool too. Yeah. You got any sort of outdoor recipe that, uh, or a way that you like wild game, fish, anything cooked? I'm doing this at the end of every episode. If you got a recipe. Now that I'm on my diet, I don't eat breaded fish. Okay. So the way I cook them now is on my grill. I was going to say microwave again? No, no. (laughs) I grilled my walleye's on a sheet pan with uh, butter. Which isn't really that bad for you. No, these for your are these skinned or yep. these are fillets. Okay. You okay. can cut them into chunks too. Uh, so I put seasoning salt on them, and I'll put onions and uh, sweet peppers. Cut the sweet peppers up. Put them on a sheet pan with uh, tin foil. Put them on your oven. Let them cook, and the butter will kind of cook them too, so they're they're not breaded. Mm-hmm. And at the very end, before you take them off, you open up the, the grill lid, and you sprinkle mozzarella cheese on it. Mm. Let that melt, and then you eat them, just little nuggets of tender goodness. Nice. Yeah, and it's not breaded. Hmm. But sometimes I cheat and still eat the shore lunch. (laughs) It's all right. You can have a cheat day. I can have a cheat day. (laughs) You can have a cheat day. (laughs) You're not adding that uh, that many calories. No, a friend of mine from Wisconsin taught me that recipe, and it's like eating broiled fish. Simple. Yeah, it's simple. Perfect. No fuss, no muss. Right on. All right, sir. Well, thanks for joining me. I appreciate you having me. Anytime, man. Yeah. God, this is awesome. You're close enough. Yeah. Come on over anytime and then go uh, stock Tony. No, go, <laughs> definitely going to stock Tony. Great. Tonight. I just gave Tony a new friend. <laughs> Either you're welcome or I'm sorry. Well, anyway. I won't hold it against you until I meet him. <laughs> Crap. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the podcast, everybody. Thanks to Brad Johnson of Johnson Outdoors for hopping on. Pretty good episode, I think. I, I'm, I'm kind of worried for him if he does contact Tony because, well, it is intern Tony, so we never know what's going to happen. But anyway, uh, yeah, so thanks, for everybody, for listening. And other than that, just don't forget to subscribe wherever you're at. Hit, uh, hit the uh, subscribe button on YouTube, and I guess we will just talk at you later, guys. So get out there, shoot straight, catch a big one, and we'll see you later. <laughs>